Hello and welcome to Off the Shelf with Phil and Dave. This is Phil speaking with me as always is Dave. And this week, we've got coming off of Dave's shelves, clearly. <laughs> yes. Uh, 2004's Roland Emmerich directed The Day After Tomorrow. Dave, why this movie? Why now? Uh, oh, geez, no. How are you doing this week? I had a whole... Don't care. <laughs> I really had a, <laughs> had a hell of a week. Half my notes are about what I did this week. <laughs> I'm happy to hear it, but I think uh, we okay. can, you can tack, tack that on at the beginning if you like. You know, the, sh- the floor is yours. Sure. Intro's I'm... over. It's Dave's time. Okay, I'll tack it on after. Uh, I think the reason is simply the weather. <laughs> For myself, who, as you know, didn't drive... At all, like I, I, I bust for many years, many, many. saved a lot of money without paying insurance and gas, and that's the reason why. And I've driven in so many snowstorms, and it's ice rain. There's just a lot of snow, and I just remember this this cute little number I had on my shelf <laughs> called "Jour après demi." Demi. I screwed it up. <laughs> Damn it. This probably has a completely different name. I didn't look it up on the, for the French. Version. I'm not sure, but that sounds. I it mean, that's what, that's the literal translation. Literal. So, what know. else would you call it? But so it's a movie that I hadn't seen for a while, and I'd watched a couple of times, and it's been sitting on my shelf. So I thought, what a better time to revisit. Unfortunately, we've already done the best disaster movie already. Oh, I think we will we we will redo our Armageddon episode. Just you're gonna re redo it. We're gonna re arm. We're upscaling it into to 4K. Sure. We have to do Armageddon in person. Oh, really? Oh, you know, look gosh. at each other on this oh, one. Oh gosh. Well, if that's the case, we're gonna go back into the archives. I got a couple of doozies <laughs> myself that I would wouldn't mind uh, redoing. But yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. We'll call that the VHS. We're gonna do a Blu-ray, Blu-ray. and then and then maybe a 4K a couple later, of years down the road. Sure. We're in good shape. And that was it. And I recall sort of liking it. Mm-hmm. Uh, for what it was and so i thought let's just do it and unknowingly now i know this does the minus two does apply for you (laughs) i'm i was aware of that going in so i was gonna be more curious to see what good you could find out of the out of this movie i knew right from one like he's not gonna love it (laughs) uh i don't think he's quite gonna hate it he's gonna like something and and cling on to it so please philip you said you hadn't seen the movie before now you have at least twice you watched it? Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, three times. I can respect the hell of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so please, please tell me, what did you think? Well, David, I have to tell you, you know, one of the real joys of this podcast and, and what we've really developed here over, over these last couple of years Glorious has been an opportunity to revisit uh, movies that I love and share them with you and... Uh, another real joy is is being introduced to new movies that I would have never seen before or never heard of in some cases. And, uh, you know, just a couple weeks ago, Presumed Innocent, never heard, really never seen it, barely heard of it. Uh, a nice, pleasant surprise. So uh, I have to tell you that um, the streak is over, <laughs> for lack of a better term. This, uh, well, this What movie, was the streak? What was the well, streak? Presumed Innocent, I quite liked. I hadn't yeah. seen it, and I liked it. That's the streak of one. That's the streak of one, yeah. basically. So ties the record. Um, this one is really terrible in a lot of ways. Now, I knew that going in. I had not seen this movie on purpose. 
mm-hmm. because Roland Emmerich is not yeah, really, I'm guessing a, he's not, not my guy. Favorites. Not yeah. my guy. I figured. Um, when I, as you know, I'm sure he directed uh, Godzilla. Yeah. Way back in the 90s. Is that what the one with um, Matthew Broderick? Yes. Yeah, I haven't Azaria. seen it, actually. That, my friend, is a real piece of work. So at the time. Whoa, whoa. Piece of work. Bad. It's oh, okay, bad. okay. It's, like, it's bad. Okay, because a piece of work could be good. Mm, yeah, okay, that's fair. It's a bad piece okay, of okay. work. Uh, it, But I will say that I remember seeing that movie with my friend Mark. How is Mark? Oh, he's great. Okay, Living good. in Kingston, wife, two beautiful children, maybe a listener. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a good man, <laughs> and uh, and uh, we've, we've got a lot of fun adventures. Uh, he's a Stones guy. I'm a Who guy, so I mean... Mm, you make it work. We make it work. But uh, he was very pumped for this, and I believe we got our friends, uh, John and, and, and perhaps James even, to go. But I remember Mark, for sure, was really hyped for this movie. The trailers were excellent. We went... And I wasn't yet the snob that I became a few years later mm-hmm. and still hold a little bit of myself currently. Uh, but that movie was dog shit. Godzilla. Uh, yeah, Godzilla okay. was. Yeah. And so at that point, I had never seen another Roland Emmerich movie. I did not see Independence Day. I did not see... He has a type. 2012, <laughs> or I think, or he or is a type. whatever that is. He's definitely yeah. got a type. And so this movie had come out, and I just was not interested whatsoever in 2004. So in... I had braced myself for that. I thought it was interesting to see that during the coldest chunk of time the city has seen all year, I'm watching this movie about uh, something feel it feels pretty similar. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But I thought everything about the movie, with a few exceptions, didn't deliver. I think one of the challenges I have in general, and, and we'll get into more specifics, but one of the challenges I have with this movie in particular as it, as it relates to other uh, disaster movies is the self-importance of it. I think this movie wants to think that it's saying something really profound about global warming, about climate change, about the destruction of the planet by our own hands and mm-hmm. so forth. I think, I think that's its intention. And as a result, some of the dialogue and some of the things involved in the movie are really heavy handed as a, and, and fall flat as a result to me. Whereas something like maybe um, what's a, a disaster movie from the past, but even something like uh, from the '90s, like a Perfect Storm or something. Yeah, that's 2000. But I'll give Is it to you. Okay, so it does not just have it doesn't have a lot of I what I feel is the sort of it's a little melodramatic, but at least it's sort of character based melodramatics. Whereas this feels like it's this global thing. It's trying to have a message, and it fails. What? I read a list of the best disaster movies. I was curious to see where this landed. Poseidon Adventure, Towering yeah. Inferno, that Earthquake. Was, that was, I think, number two. Yeah. Some of the um, ones from the uh, 60s, one from, the, I think, yeah. Inferno was 70s, 74 maybe, yeah. Yeah. or 72, one in, in around there. Yeah. Uh, out of 33, yeah. I mean, this is on Vulture, so mm. it's a known. Sure. Well, I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's known to me. If you've known, if you hear about it, it's yeah. got to be. Absolutely. And... This one came in at 20. 20 out of 33. Out of 33. Okay, okay. And it actually did better than Armageddon. <laughs> and I would, me personally, I think Armageddon's a much, no, I wouldn't say a much better movie. If I was to throw out some random ratings, sure, I would give you know Armageddon a, an 8.7, and I would, shut up, I would give Day After Tomorrow 7.1. 
Sure. So but I mean, that that in, in itself is just the different. It's a Bruce factor that that one point six is, is covered by the Bruce. Yeah, there, you if know, you put Bruce in this movie, it's probably the eight point seven. No, I think <laughs> day after. Tomorrow. I think it's also lacking the soundtrack. Okay, that Armageddon is one of those soundtracks, as we've talked about recently. Is that I would I had that yeah, soundtrack. That's true. You have he, yep. Aerosmith, and you have some good musical scores. So sure, a nice blend of both. I, I really, a lot of them I didn't recognize. You had your your volcano and your oh Dante's Peak. Perhaps. I had the dual pack. The I have the dual one of Dante's Peak and and volcano. Sure, on deep one. impact Armageddon. You know, I have both separately because yeah. uh, sure. they 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 on their own are good on their own merits. They don't need a, a two a two pack. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. Uh, now with disaster movies not being your thing, is there one that is a little or like you started talking about Perfect Storm? A, and you hated, obviously, Godzilla. Is there one that you do like that's in that genre? Well, I actually really like Perfect Storm. Okay. Like a Mar- when Mark I saw, Wahlberg, right? When I saw that, that's it's one of the very, <laughs> very, very few Wahlberg. He's good in that role. He's and, uh, you know, he's kind of bewildered uh, through much of it and angry, right? He's, he's, it's right Perfect. His, it's right in his wheelhouse. Perfect. Right in yeah. his wheelhouse. Um, you know, I like those classic ones. Earthquake, you know, when I was at Universal Studios, when I first... Uh, when that park first opened, one of my favorite attractions was the because again I'm a movie guy, and so the special effects behind Earthquake they showed a large miniature of, of L.A. and they showed how they, you know, slowed the camera down or sped up the film. Sorry, and then they got a slow motion the fire through the parking garage, mm-hmm. Charlton Heston saving lives and so forth. And I was immediately hooked by that movie. I had never seen that movie. I just watched the little hype reel that they had played, and then they, as I said, they revealed the miniature. All of that got me very excited as an 11 and 12-year-old about, A, the magic of movies, which I obviously have carried to this day, but also I got excited about that movie. Now, that movie is very slow-moving, but when it hits, the earthquake, it's mesmerizing. It's, it's captivating. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's a earthquake tragedy that's occurred in recent times with the Turkey and Syria. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, obviously, not to speak too glibly, but, but, the, but the earthquake movie is riveting in certain ways and certainly the technological advancements of that time towering inferno is another one where it's a bit overlong but that was a that was nominated for best picture you know that that's how, that's the that's so there the, was in, a time there was a time when yeah. a movie like that would have that kind of thing and i saw that poseidon adventure when i was younger on tbs or something and that's got gene i'm surprised you haven't seen it yet oh um yeah no i uh so there's there's a history of now in more modern ages the they wolfgang peterson made poseidon as a remake didn't really hold up. I feel like they get bogged down with some of the effects a little too much. And well, coincidentally, Wolfgang, Wolfgang Peterson made The Perfect Storm as well. Um, but I do find like those, they're showcase types of movies when it comes to special effects. And I think that, you have, like any movie, you have to have the sort of backbone of a, of a decent story to kind of hang it on. And this one just doesn't deliver. But... I don't know that any of them do. So I can't really, as a relationship to other disaster movies, I like disaster movies. I like some disaster movies, but none really that recently, I suppose. Perfect yeah. Storm might have been the last one that I okay. that I connected with that I thought, you know, I like this. And part of that is, again, you get John C. Riley, you've got George Clooney, and you've got, well, like it's a cast that I like. Madeline Stowe? Madeline uh, Stowe? No, it's uh, Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio. <clears throat> I do that every time. Those, yeah. uh, and Michael Ironside, whom I love. Yeah. So it's it that's a movie that sticks out as being a disaster movie that that sort of that mm-hmm. I enjoyed. This one I think it's it's because of there's a lot of faults with it that I found, but I, I found myself not really engaged with 
some of the subplots. I found some of the decisions that the characters are making a little bit lost. Yeah, and questionable thought, at best. Yeah, yeah, and I thought the You're trying to figure out what. Yeah, and I, you know, I really try. We've talked before. I really try and get through these movies with as I little that. as little innate criticism mm -hmm. as possible. I try and really accept the movie on its own terms, mm -hmm. and I'll accept a movie's inner logic, provided it's maintained. And I think this movie pushes that to a line where I, I was uncomfortable, where the inner logic of the movie is one thing and the characters are actively going against that logic. I, that rubs me the wrong way and I, I find it difficult to okay. stay focused that way. Well, I'll get you to expand on that a little bit later. One thing I will say about this movie is I didn't get bogged down with the science of it. Of course. There's, there's no reason to. And, I, and, I, and it wasn't so bad that it was glaringly obvious that it was wrong. I was able to... Uh, it was, and they made, they used words, they said things like, yeah, okay, yeah, makes sense to me. Uh, I get it. They, ex they explain it at the summit or whatever they were at. Yes. And yeah. I'm like, okay. So when you look through the reviews, because I did, I had some time at work to prepare uh, slow. So, <laughs> time you know, well spent. Yeah. So I kind of went through, I want to see what do other people think about this movie? And I'd read a, a fair amount, and one thing kept bringing up, well, if you're a scientist, you're not going to like it. No, this is a popcorn movie. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and there seems to be this thing in Hollywood where you can't be a big popcorn blockbuster movie and have a really good story and a lot of character development. It seems it's very rare these two can be married together in the same film. There's always like, well, it's a no, you don't think about it. It's just there for explosions, and it's fun to watch. Enjoy the ride, but you're not. No one, no characters really. You know, there's no deep sort of exploration of character. Uh, I find if you're getting that, you're not getting the over. You're not getting a lot of action. Would you disagree, Phil? You have that look of uh, disagreeance. Well, uh, it, <laughs> I, I'm just trying to trying to find the thread. So you're saying, like, as a hypothetical, because popcorn movies are the only thing that's making any money. In modern ages, right? Those are Marvel movies. Those are popcorn. To me, that, well, guess that what's would, the definition of a popcorn, a popcorn movie? movie Blockbuster movies are what a popcorn movies are to yeah. me in theory. So I would suggest that something like whatever the latest Marvel movie is is yeah. uh, as a as an example. To counter maybe your your argument is I saw um, Wakanda Forever and Black Panther before it, and those are movies that are fairly blockbustery, popcorny, mm -hmm. plug in and play, you know, kind of check your brain at the door for the most part, but still have some underlying character developments and growth substance. And so for the I mean, Black Panther is another one that was, I believe, nominated for Best Picture. Oh, it was. Okay. So not that that means much, but even, even Wakanda Forever, Angela Bassett has an Academy Award nomination for Supporting Actress this year. So yeah. It just feels like you have to. You're checking something at the door, when you when you see a movie like this. Oh, I think that that's true, and yeah. I think that with, that's, or like a director like Roland. Emmerich. Yeah, and I think that's what they ask of you. Now, my issues with the movie weren't with the science because I agree with you. I think people that go into movies, and I'm guilty of it, but for a different reason. I think I go into movies sometimes with the prejudice of, oh, it's Roland Emmerich. Fuck this guy. Um, wow. But, but not. Because of the <laughs> not because of his science, but not because of the science. <laughs> Similar with Twister, right? I I again set up the world and that's fine. So I'm not, I don't watch movies to criticize what I would I would call those things nitpicks, because they're not germane to 
the story. The the plot has to happen, right? We've talked before about some things in movies that we don't love, but you recognize it has to happen because that's the next scene. You know, it has to, you know, the all the information could come out in the first 15 minutes of a conversation and you wouldn't need to have the movie that follows. So you have to write it in a way that certain information is withheld. And, yeah, you know, and so it doesn't make any sense to me to nitpick the science of this movie when while the science is the impetus for the plot, nobody spends that much time on the science in the movie. Yeah. And so why bother fighting that? Yeah. Now, no. the movie can still suck or yeah. be good, but it's not in, and but the plot hinges on X, Y, Z happens. We have to deal with it. Yeah, like at Astra, I wasn't looking for any sort of, oh, you can't do that explanation. This is just, no, this is a, this is a story. It's in space. And sure. it was good for these reasons and bad for these reasons. So, yeah, I got to get out of those Something things. Something like that, Top Gun Maverick this year. I mean, the whole thing starts with Tom Cruise wanting to go or needing to go. His team needs to go Mach 10. Okay. I don't know if Mach 10 exists. I don't know if it's possible. It's I don't a lot know. of Mach. <laughs> it's, I don't know if it, if it matters. You know, it doesn't offer... I thought we were still on Mach 1. But it, <laughs> but it, it's relevant to the story that he gets to Mach 10. So am I going to be immediately taken out of that movie because... Oh, wait, oh there's no Mach 10, Mach, yeah. Mach 10, that's ridiculous. The guy would be cut in half if he... Who, whatever. I'm going to accept that this movie... If Tom can, wants Mach 10. ...can get me to Mach 10. <laughs> but yeah, that movie can be good or bad but it won't be based on whether so, Mach 10 exists or not. And okay. I think that's the same right. with this. Well, we're on the same page there. 100%. We, we can agree. Absolutely. Wonderful. It's funny when I'm reading these reviews and I see these 10 out of 10s. That okay? is funny to me. Okay, so let me just get a couple of things. Couple, and I read them. Some of them. There's okay. a lot of them. All right. Well, also we a lot of ones. We don't want to spend we don't, too no, much no. time on that. Give me 30 seconds. <laughs> these are some words that which make lose all credibility. A, I mean, the fact that... A ten out of, Casablanca is maybe close to a ten. Thinking of a classic, one of, right? One of the more perfect movies I've ever made. Yeah, right. Yeah. So this, can't, if you want to give this, an, if you want to give this an eight, because this is your type of movie, sure, I'm okay with that. And you explain why you give it an eight because this is this is cool, great yeah. special effects. But you can't say it's perfect. You can't. No. And see, people even use words like decent. Wasn't as bad as I thought. I was disappointed. Blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. Isn't top two fifty. But it's not bad either. These are all quotes sure. from people who gave this movie a ten out of ten. Wow! So they lose lose complete credibility. Yeah. Of even talking about the movie. So go ahead and, and say oh, I love this movie, but come on, give it an eight. <laughs> come on, be honest. Are they people or are they actual reviewers? No, th these are just they're just jabronis yeah. on the just yeah street. Yeah, sure. Like a so. couple of guys with a podcast talking <laughs> shit. Basically, at least we use decimal <laughs> points. Okay, That's true. We are willing to give it. Uh, this movie was a seven point one. Okay, <laughs> an um, extra little bit. I will say that um, I, as you know, used to work at a video store. I've heard, and <laughs> I was there. Yeah, there were many people who would come and and we worked with people and they would say. Well, it's not the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> and I would think to myself, there's one movie that is the worst movie you've ever seen. Everything else is better than that. Yeah. So by saying something like, wasn't the worst movie yeah. I've ever seen, leaves me with nothing. It mm -hmm. doesn't help yeah. me at all. It wasn't Halloween gauge. 3. <laughs> is, what, is what you're saying there. That's the code. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so that it just those that kind of language, like you're saying with those reviews, yeah. if you will, 
are obnoxious and really hold no weight because yeah. it's not that bad. Okay, well, what does that mean? In a, in a, and I'm not saying an aggregate. I'm not saying give me a number to pinpoint it because 10 out of 10 also means nothing in this instance. But the idea that you can quote things like, eh, yeah. wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. It's like, well, okay, that okay, sure. Yeah. Or this is not the best movie ever made. Yeah, exactly. So there's a spectrum, and we all Who have said to that. Was that Siskel or was that Ebert that said that? <laughs> right, which one? Uh, but I think you know this movie doesn't have the the cachet to be. It it's it's what you're saying. It's judged on its own merits, mm-hmm. and you either are with that or you're not. And as you're saying, for the disaster movie epic popcorn summer blockbustery thing maybe it is a 7.5 or maybe it is a 9.2 or what have you but you cannot put that movie next to casablanca no and say well one was eight out of ten the other was eight out of ten so they're probably just yeah, as good yeah. <laughs> right like that's the that's the problem with numerical value it's the problem with yeah. movie criticism in general the plane is there, there has to be a differential, and we've lost it somewhere in the mix. I think. Yeah. Now, there's something this like when I compare it to some other disaster movies, I haven't seen a lot. Obviously, I I like Armageddon, but for of course, different, like, I love the the music. I love the ensemble with Steve Buscemi, Owen Wilson. That's something else. Uh, Billy Bob again, great, great, um, great people. And uh, I'm thinking of Deep Impact. I tear up in Deep Impact because I found they were able to weave in some emotional stories between, I don't know if you've seen it, but... Yeah, well, back then, yeah. Yeah, like Tia Leone's character with her parents trying to reconnect with them and with the president, um, you know, uh, their cover story. So there's elements there that make you feel. And one issue that I I wish this movie would have done a little bit better was the relationships, like the relationship between father and and son. Sure. uh, And an ex-wife... They try the, the efforts there, but it does. It's it's half baked. Yeah, I have to disagree. Yeah. I, I think that the characters are there, meaning there is an ex-wife and there is a son. Yeah, but I don't think they're trying that hard. Are you talking about performance or are you no, talking no, no, dialogue? I just, in, I just mean story. Yeah, like the story points. Yeah, like the ex-wife or the mm-hmm. whatever holds no bearing on the movie whatsoever, yeah. and her plot line is completely useless. Yeah, and frankly, so is to the relationship between he and and the son. Yeah, it is the nucleus of the story if you will of the movie it's trying to be it's trying to be the emotional grounding of it just doesn't do it but it has no merit it It has no weight to it whatsoever it doesn't get me there no uh because we're not given any time we're not giving any story it's all about the action up front and worry about it later yeah so i feel for this movie the first hour i would say roughly Mm -hmm. give or take i don't have any time stamps written down um, I usually do, but not this time. <laughs> I think we're we're just it's engrossing with all the the sci-fi, the sci, sorry, the the effects, special effects, and pretty good. I, I do action. Sure, I do have. At one hour, it was after he made the phone call in the water. Yeah, that's at the one hour mark. Is it around there? Okay. Yeah. And for two thousand four, now if we want to start talking, get into the movie a little Certainly. bit. We have the opening sequence. Which wasn't looking right to me, and I realized I had was watching it through my TV, not through my PlayStation. And I had that soap opera oh, effect gross, on, and like gross. I quickly got out of that. Yeah. So then I watched it again, and like, okay, this looks better. Now it's a pretty, it's pretty nice. It's pretty impressive. I, I do feel that 
a little, there's the CGI. It's oh, it, yeah. it's there. Oh, yeah. But it's not too bad. And I appreciate the beauty of, of the nature of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the I, nature of the warehouse that they were standing in <laughs> with the blue screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but once we got rolling in the movie, yeah. I was not, for whatever reason, a fan of how we got rolling. Uh, Roland, that almost sounds like roll. <laughs> but not like how we got Roland either. <laughs> I, I'm okay with, in my opinion, is... That's what we're we, here for, buddy. We have to establish, okay, there's something wrong. Of course. And the the, the crack yep. of the, uh, the giant iceberg... But I didn't feel it necessary, and I didn't find it, uh, it didn't execute for me, was the early action of, oh, he almost died early. Agreed. He had to make the big jump. Yeah. I don't, it didn't sit well for me this time. Uh, maybe the first time it came and went, mm-hmm. but I, I didn't like that. I, I was okay with just, okay, there's something wrong. Let's get into it. Sure. Uh, and, but I don't, I don't need that that set piece at the beginning. I don't know what it was about it, but it irked me. This yeah, time I around. think I think a it doesn't need to be Quaid and his team. It could just be anybody. If he's a scientist, he could get the feedback. Oh my gosh, did you see what yeah, happened? Right. So yeah. you don't need. But also, I mean, this is a world that lives in the hook you in 15 minutes. I mean, you're the prime, uh, the yeah. prime guilty member of that yeah. particular club where. You got to hook me now. Whether this one did or didn't, I recognize. Obviously, it may not have. No. But the principle of having the big a big action sequence within the first fifteen minutes of a movie in order to give the dopamine hit that the, mm-hmm. those sickies want, <laughs> um, then you have to do it. But I agree, it didn't have to be Quaid. It could literally have been complete strangers, and they did die. I think that would right? be more like effective. It would have been something, but here you're putting... A friend of his. Some, like someone, and that, that, that's going to hit you in the emotional... It's all pretty cliche, ultimately, but... This is riddled with... But uh, you're going to... Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. if you're going to do it, you may as well play with those cliches because you have all of them available to you because this is the type of movie you're making. So yeah. I think I agree with you. I thought the very same thing. I just thought this does not need to be... And this is... you know We'll get into it maybe eventually, but my issues with some of the Star Wars prequels and so forth is that you're putting... And James Bond movies even... You're putting the the character that we know is not going to die mm-hmm. in Jeopardy situations way before they would even yes. be considered. So exactly. Dennis Quaid is the star of this movie. There's no chance he's going to be dead. Or be bold and kill him. But we know that's not what's happening. Well, they right? might be able to afford to. I consider Dennis Quaid Harrison Ford on a budget. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, I don't know why why is Harrison Ford specifically. Maybe there's some is that everyman simi- gruffy kind of yeah, thing. They have some physical like similarities. Sure. I, I would say, and I like Dennis Quaid. I do. Uh, I haven't seen a whole lot, but I, I like his energy. Sure. Uh, this movie is not the perfect example, but I think he did okay for what oh, he yeah, was sure. provided. Sure. I think again, it, 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 the problem is the character's bereft. He doesn't have anything to do yeah. ultimately. But I agree. So that opening sequence, like right away, again, I'm not dismissing the movie but i do think this is i know this movie right it's mm-hmm. it's it's almost every action movie from the 90s where the big dramatic and this is my impression of what happens i mean the movie doesn't go that way but it is that sort of feeling it actually does it later coincidentally but that feeling of two men vying for something loses grip falls to their death the other person lives with it and has to, and the arc is like, I have to get amidst the action. I have to get above it as well. Like mm-hmm. I have to not only save myself, but I have to save something else. Right. That's yeah. very 
very common, very traditional yeah. for yeah. these types of action movies. And I kind of anticipated something like that. But again, as soon as I realized, oh well, it's Dennis Quaid that they put him in the act in the in the danger spot. I'm like, well, then it's not a worry. Now we talk later. There is a situation where that exact That's, same sequence yes. happens, and I'm going, yeah, of course, yeah. And before they go out to, you know, when they say, well, I've had your back for 20 years, I'm not going to let you do oh, it you're this done. time. I'm like, you're done, buddy. Every, every <laughs> somebody will die, you know. Every one of the issues I had with this movie is every almost every death was predictable. Yeah, it was so yeah. obvious, which was another reason why you really couldn't hit as much as I, I love the special effects and it was pretty cool. It's not hitting you in the in the emotional spot because it's too predictable. Oh, okay, he's clearly yeah. going to die, and I have I don't care. Yeah, uh, even the, for the characters I like, I don't yeah. really. That, that caring for the characters, is like it's 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 hard. That's what's the, the struggle. That's the one thing that I would say maybe why I, I liked something like The Perfect Storm. Now I haven't seen that movie in twenty three years. It's hard not to I, care, I saw, about, I saw care the, about George Clooney. I saw in the theater, but that was a movie that I was watching and I got a little emotional. Yeah. I'm a little bit teary watching, thinking I yeah. feel connected to these people, whatever the case may be. Yeah, and there's, there's a lot of room in that movie for some development and there's some yeah, uh, a little bit. You're maybe, out to see altogether. It's a smaller cast, maybe in a, in yeah. a more contained kind of contained, contained situation. Yeah. So perhaps those are. Things things that factor in but i agree with you in that i didn't have any real emotional connection to anybody in this movie and therefore and and i did again think the writing was so overwrought now again we all know global warming is a real situation it's disgusting to me that it's now almost 10 years or almost 20 years after this movie and we still are having these debates and arguments and so forth it's really really dumb to me 19 years uh, and and really 100 you know decades and decades before that too right yeah just ignore it all the time um, so having said that certain sequences where, um, I'll just free freestyle, but you know, the, the homeless man walking up in the street, everyone's in their cars, everyone just, just running their, the motors. Like this is a, a global activist, a, 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 a weather, you know, he's a homeless man. I'm not suggesting that they don't care about things, but he's really just like, they write him some lines to sort of wink, mm-hmm. wink, nudge, nudge yeah. at the fact that. Um, we're the problem. It's like we we know that we're the problem, and the overhead shot of the the stuff in the the, the crowds in New York and so forth in the in the cars and so forth. Okay, I get like it's all just really easy. Yeah, you know it, it sets it up really easily right away. The Indian conference. Uh, we'll get into that sort of sequence where where Jack Hall is. Uh, and such a movie name, Jack Hall. It's sort of uh, yeah. Jack's on the phone. Jack, you know, <laughs> movies don't want uh, three syllable names. No, no, it, yeah. it takes too long. Particularly yeah. action movies, you want to be able to scream, Jack. "No, Jack!" <laughs> right? Yeah. Sam, I gotta get Sam. Right? Yeah. It's not Samuel. That doesn't no. make any sense in a movie. You have to be Sam. Um, but I will say that that the setup of the Indian conference. The pushback from the vice president, it's all really predictable, and you kind of know yeah. that they're going to meet it ahead. But yeah. my biggest issue with that whole scene, and if we can jump just to the end of that sequence, is he meets Ian Holm. Yeah. Great actor. Love him. He's so Fifth good. element. Before I realized he was in Lord of the Rings, <laughs> ironically enough. <laughs> uh, I know him from Alien. That's the one that really sticks yeah, out for me. Yeah, I remember. Um, but he shows up. Bumps into Jack, our very spirited speech out there. And Jack's like, yeah, if only we can get them to listen. We're just putting a show on. And 
Ian Holmes' character, Terry Rapson. Terry Rapson, yeah. He yeah. says, well, maybe we'll go for a spot of tea. Yeah. And Quaid, Jack here, he just says, yeah, if we can get a cab. And Frank, sorry, Terry puts the briefcase down. Terry knows how to get a cab. Does a wolf whistle. Yeah. And gets a cab immediately. Yeah. And Jack, the movie, the camera shows Quaid, who has a look of, like, he's impressed. Yeah, that, that was odd. <laughs> like, you're a, 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 a nuclear, not nuclear, obviously, but you're like a, a, a paleoclimatologist. You're fault. a smart man, and you just met another smart man, yeah. and you're most impressed, or seemingly like you, the camera wants us to know yeah, as an audience. I didn't get that. Oh, wow. This guy could even blow a cab? Yeah. Like... What are we talking about? <laughs> I was confused there. It doesn't make any sense. It's I, such a... I don't know what they were going for there. Uh, it doesn't make any sense to me. It was like the first thing in my head where I thought, what? Yeah. It, like, it just was incongruous. I didn't really understand it. It's not like going to take me out of the movie, but I just thought like, there's no reason why you should be impressed. And the camera didn't need to hold on Quaid for that reaction. I thought, this is a bad director. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Made no sense to me. Uh, so I figured I was missing something as I tend to. Yeah. Um, Did you like the Tokyo scene? That's funny. Thought... Yes. No. It's funny because Armageddon did the exact same exactly thing. Exactly the same thing. It's I kind of always had the same ju- thought. it's always Japan. Yeah. I assumed it was Japan, and I'm okay with. It. I thought having giant hail. Sure. Yeah. Okay. A weather yeah. event. Yes. In Japan, sure. But seems arbitrary. We didn't need to follow that one guy for any reason whatsoever. We didn't need the the hit on the head. So. No, overall, it, it lost a little bit because it, it wanted to focus on, again, am I supposed to care about this guy? Obviously, he's going to die, yeah. as we know. 100%. So, and and the why, phone we, there, why are we like, even there? Yeah. What the phone, what, the, what, it seems like, to be, what does any of it have to do with the movie we're about to, to watch? Let us know this is global. global. Okay. We, which I'm okay with. We already had the Indian conference. conference. We could use a little bit of Europe because it was under 15 feet of snow. Feet of, was it feet? Yeah. yeah. Of snow. I was going to say centimeters, but it's not that much. Not so that much, no. <laughs> we get that here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I just. And it looked like it was on a set. Yeah. And like the motorcycle going into the. They, you know, so it I didn't. Again, there's a lot of execution issues in this one. Uh, and the the fact that hail was so big was is cool, but that's yeah. it. That's it, unfortunately. Yeah. So it all just feels unnecessary again because we're theoretically it's there we for should, the we should be of, getting. Yeah. The story going, yeah. And again, we recognize Tokyo. I agree with you. It just feels tacked on. Everything about it just felt like this is unnecessary, and it felt like a set. Like yeah. it looked like a very small back lot kind of set, and it just felt cheap and a strange thing. It felt Which like is weird for this movie. Yeah, for this movie that's kind of blowing the budget on so many other things. Yeah. My thought was just this is like a <laughs> like a studio note or something. We want more. Give us more just, Japan. Just give us give, more little Tokyo. Just more of the world, you know, struggling with this thing. Um, yeah, but I mean, the news reports could have gotten that. I and I thought even the news reports would have been more effective. Global, you know, cut back to the president. You've got w- global news feeds, you know, telling what's happening or something. You know, there's a way to tell that story that isn't. Mm-hmm. I thought really silly. I didn't. I didn't yeah. really care for that. Um, but we now at that point we kind of meet the ex-wife, with the lovely, uh, the lovely Steele so, Ward, who has been with Harrison Ford in The Fugitive. Yeah, well, so, know, so she's also on a budget, it seems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and it's, it's hooked up with Dennis Quaid here. Um, <laughs> I like her as an actress, but again, she's, she's just she's just given so little to Such work with. Such a waste. Here. Yeah, so little. Again, to- a story that there's something there. Sure, it just wasn't um, explored. No, not really. at all. And I mean, but something like. 
we talked about Die Hard, which sets up a conflicted relationship very early on. In fact, within seconds of yeah. the movie starting. And this and is an yet, action movie. And yet they still, in that movie, now this is obviously a very different movie, so I'm not trying to compare the two exactly, but with a short period of time, you set up the relationship, you have a strong enough female character, and the relationship dynamic is set up, and the movie continues with that in the back of our minds. That, mm-hmm. there, that there's this Holly Gennaro and John McClane have something that they're unresolved. This movie doesn't give us any of that. It's, it tries to. It gives us the idea that they're not together. Yeah, they're divorced. Well, we both get the report card. Exactly. So you indicate that, and he's very upset about the F. But there's no real... And certainly by the time the movie ends, like they want us to feel like this is something to care about. And I, I don't think that she, no. gets, she doesn't get enough to do in that relationship, in that scene. She... She doesn't also, she doesn't really feel like she's that much aware of what Gyllenhaal is doing either. Like, it's not as if she's like, I know everything about this kid's life and he just knows nothing because it's such a basic way to communicate. Mm-hmm. Well, if you were home, you'd know these things. But even she is a little like, I think there's a girl I don't know, right? So it's trying to be cute. It's cute, but it's, I thought it's, it's trying to be a little bit funny even. And he, and Jake's just got this look on his face, this. Yeah. Dead look. Yeah. Know. He's kind of a dead end actor. And I really thought as well, when we, when I remembered, kind of what this movie was i thought it was a gyllenhaal movie for some reason i thought like he was the the big star of it and i think mm-hmm. he's he ended up when the movie started i thought when i finally sort of when we finally meet him i thought oh he's younger than i thought he was in 2004 but i my memory of this movie was it's a jake gyllenhaal disaster yeah. movie yeah and so when he's introduced as the sort of teenage son i thought oh is it? You know, it put me in a different frame of mind. That no. It put him kind of put him on the map, and then he kind of, I think his success came. Wasn't Donnie Darko, I think, before this? Yes. And that was the one that I that, remember really sick, but I don't remember what year that came Yeah. Out. But that was a, th- oh, this kid. You but, know. yeah. I, li- I like uh, uh, Hall, but not in this movie. It could have been anybody. It for... doesn't matter. <laughs> Completely faceless, nameless, yeah. you know, so forth. So, yeah. at that point, they set up, and again, it's such a, a trite thing, but they set up like, uh, Jack, I really need you to pick him up. Or drive him to the airport tomorrow. I don't want to t- him to take a taxi again. What's the wrong? What's, what's wrong with, what's taking, wrong a with taxi? taking a taxi? They're typically there, and it's it's such a weird you. moment. I feel safer of, in a taxi, exactly. Like yeah. it, it, it's it's just such a weird. And I know maybe that is a bit of a nitpick, but I just thought it's delivered with such earnestness, and it's mm-hmm. supposed to be this thing of like he's always taking taxis thanks to you or something to that effect. And I just I just didn't connect those dots and when he comes to save the day later and <laughs> Gyllenhaal was about to get in the taxi and it's like no 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 wait I'm here yeah it's sort of like what the, how bad do they think taxis are in New York I don't understand <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. in Washington I guess because they're on the way to New York yeah they just didn't do a great job of setting that up that relationship in which for me was I wondered earlier I got to work today and I always ask my, uh, the guys that work there, because uh, there are some movie buffs course, in there. Yeah. I said, day after tomorrow. Yeah. What, thoughts, quickly. And they're so like, guys, Saturday. What? <laughs> <laughs> of course, there was those jokes. Of course. And a lot of them in the IMED uh, review so section many. is due. So many. I'll watch a better movie tomorrow sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and one guy's like, yeah, I watched it like tons of times. Yeah. Yeah. Movie, wow, easy okay. movie to watch. Just go It is up. that. Uh, and I asked, uh, the girl works there too, same thing. Yeah. So there is... At least for some people, a level of rewatchability. It's something on the movie. background, I think. Yeah. Right? I think it is that because there isn't anything that challenges. Yeah. There isn't anything that 
you have you're to not really, gonna have to pay too much yeah because there's no relationships where you're, you're really following on yeah uh, you're not gonna be emotional at the end even if you watched it intently yeah so you don't have to bad. I think there's opportunity, obviously, but but yeah, I think it is a movie that's sort of a background type of movie because every once in a while you'll look behind you and go, oh, oh that looks cool, yeah, that's a cool tornado you know, in yeah. that moment when the the thing happens or this, you know. So I think it does offer that type of business, yeah, but it leaves it as empty as a, a movie in general. Now I did kind of get a kick out of the conversation to the airport where they're talking about the F and calculus. calculus. Yeah, it's a tough. It's a. I also got an F in calculus. Yeah, so I, I did not, not my, do well. I not think my I, finest uh, hour, but it I, did, I dropped it. It did make me think about when he says, um, when Gyllenhaal says, I do all the calculations in my head. There I'm thinking from a setup and payoff perspective, I'm like, this kid is going to be the star of this movie. He's so smart. smart. He's, he's got all the, the brain knowledge and the the genius level whatever mm-hmm. the case is a straight a student chip so off the old block uh, i thought yeah. okay well here's gonna be how he factors into the story yeah right they're gonna wait is handing the ball off a to, little bit like G. this will yeah. be and because again I, i'm in my mind thinking it's a gyllenhaal movie and this is the breakaway or they're gonna do it in tandem they're you know or there's gonna be an opportunity where he's gonna have to use that ingenuity or that the the book smarts, not just like not street well, there are, smarts. There are books involved. There are books involved, <laughs> but the book smarts of of being a straight A student, and that doesn't really come to fruition. But I did get a kick out of the the conversation where he talks about how he basically said to the principal or to the teacher, uh, professor, uh, professor, I apologize, yeah. that I'm smarter than you are. Yeah, and and Quaid says, you know, how can you you, you told you told him that you know what could happen. I that reminded me of I got thrown out of high school. One of the high schools I went to. Wow. Permanently? Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I... I didn't know that. I had gone and missed... It was grade 12, maybe 13, whatever it was. But I... Uh, Do you have a, your diploma? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Sorry. Yeah. But I, in, high, in my first high school, uh, I got thrown out because I had missed, I want to say, like 60 days. That's a lot. Yeah. For those who don't know. Yeah. I, I can't remember <laughs> the exact number, okay. but I, I missed a lot. And I got called in the principal's office mm-hmm. and he said, you've missed X amount of days and I can't pass you with, with, with yeah. that. And I said, well, what are my grades? Mm-hmm. And he said, B minus, C plus. And Respectable. I said, I said you're telling me that I could miss, let's say, 60 days and still get a B minus, C plus? <laughs> this is a bigger issue here. I said, maybe the problem isn't me, it's your school. Wow. And that's, yeah. that was the last day yeah, I, that was, that's I was at that high school. So wow. uh, I went to adult high school the yeah. next year, and it was all fine and dandy yeah, so yeah. forth. But in that moment, it was like, I felt like uh, the problem isn't, me, it's you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's sort of maybe how I lived. That's funny. Most of my life, <laughs> the problem isn't me; it's you. In a lot of cases, it's it's that's usually the case. But I wouldn't say I'm a very smart guy. I just mean no, to say like I, I, I missed a lot, no. and I was able to kind of skate by on some of these exams Street and whatever smarts. else, yeah. and kind of BS my way to a decent mark. But it didn't count because anyway, it just made me chuckle that yeah. that, that this guy got failed because of that same kind of. Yeah. attitude and yeah. i thought yeah i would have taken an f more than i would have taken a, a, a yeah <laughs> kick me out of school but you know what i understand about that is that if he failed the exam yeah it cheated 
cheated, but you don't get a. You said he got an F in calculus, but if he had a, if he's smart, and I would assume he's he up up until that exam, to that <laughs> final, he yeah. had an A plus. Yeah, you cannot have a score so bad that would drop you all the way to F. He should have ended with maybe a D. Yeah, sure. because he got an F on the exam, had an A going in. Maybe That's, I don't have a problem with the science. I have a problem with the grading. Well, <laughs> you know, perhaps it is one of those situations where I, I, I when I was in school, there was that. Uh, if you fail, your fine or the final is worth seventy five percent of your mark. <laughs> yeah. You know, things so like, just show up for the final then. Things of that nature. In your nature. case, that's all you did. Exactly. That's really <laughs> all I did. I would mark it off, and I would say, yeah, "Well, okay, yeah, okay, I can miss three days this week. Yeah, I can miss fifty nine days. I just got to show up uh, yeah. for the exam." I wouldn't recommend it, folks. You end up doing <laughs> so, podcasts for a living. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we both uh, ended with high, uh, adult high school. I did the same. Oh yeah. Not for yeah. those reasons. Sure. I was just. Flunking, yeah, in OAC back when they had OAC. Yes, so we, yes, and then yes. we, I, they, I did I one English and one math to do. Yeah, so they gave me a general course. Sure, and I, I did it at home, and like, well, this is freaking easy. Well, like ninety percent. Like, okay, and then yep. here's your diploma. I did it. Yeah, I, I, I was really proud. I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking now that anybody listening now knows why a uh, we don't make nearly any sense. Yeah, and uh, all while we were working that's as, at a sense. video store in our 30s, 30s, young 30s. Uh, so, you know, it's all coming together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's why there's so many podcasts now is because our education system That's right. has really let us really, down. really questionable. <laughs> we're all doing podcasts Really now. questionable. So, uh, but I, I got a kick out of that scene. I, But again, to yourself, uh, I, even, in the, in, even in the moment, Sam leaves the car and Quaid just basically nonchalantly says, Sam, yeah. he's not going to hear that. No. He the window's up. Gonna, yeah. So get out of the car if it's that important, but we're, it's not that important, right? The whole movie is, and then like you know, the next scene is him trying to say, "I've made a promise to my boy." Yeah, like these it are things that just don't jive they jive don't, with 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 what the with what the story is. An inconsistency, yeah, with the film, unfortunately. So that was an issue for me, and we're kind of now talking about. I mentioned the homeless guy. We're now in New York. The turbulence. Did you have any? I do have a. Uh, you're not a flyer. I do have a comment there is they should have had Spencer double in to be Jake's eater because I oh, did not gosh. like the way he was eating whatever he was eating. They needed Peanuts, sp- I think. The yeah. never-ending bag of peanuts. Yes. He's constantly shimmying some into his bag and gobbling yeah. and shimmying and gobbling. I'm like, there's not that – I've been – I've worked on planes and I've, I've worked around planes. And yeah. I, there's not – an endless amount of peanuts in yeah. a bag. So There's about nine peanuts in a bag. We went from a, a, a great scene in Presumed Innocent with yes. Spencer eating. Absolutely. The great this John is, Spencer eating. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> and this was, that was my note. It's like, it's no, terrible. It's not doing it for me. He's got a bunch of nuts on the table top in front yeah. of him as well. Like This whole scene is staged so, again, he's just a bad director. There's, there's, there's no reason to stage this movie that way or that scene that way. And yeah, it, it seems, seems like, like it's oversight. a nothing scene, and granted, it is a bit of a nitpick. It's not going to take me out. I don't mind this, but it the is scene so, existing. It's so that particular performance choice is so unnecessary and silly, almost. And is it maybe made for a gag? I don't know. But he's, he's just so, nervous, so he's just eating constantly. Yeah, but he, sure. there isn't anything in the bag. He can't. If I don't you know what's watch going it, on there. If you watch it, man. I, I wish I could snip it and maybe I'll put it on the Facebook page. Please do because I don't. Yeah, there's something but not right about that. Watching that is too much. It was it was too much for me. Uh, but I, I like the turbulence. I love turbulence to a certain extent. <laughs> I thought that was conveyed fairly well. The joke about how 
they're still serving coffee, so you're probably fine. Yeah. Uh, and then immediately not serving coffee. I thought, oh, that's kind of and a, a funny thing. And then the oxygen bag coming down after the fact. That, I thought that was funny. It's 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 another very predictable yeah. setup. I didn't see it coming. And didn't this, see it coming. <laughs> <laughs> and this movie has those things. It's a trope, right? And you get it, right? You sort of have the same thing with an airbag and a car accident, right? It's a big car accident, and then and then, after. And then it goes off. Ha, ha, ha. That's and it's a big joke. So totally. I, I had no problem with that. I thought the overall, the whole scene was kind of okay. But again, it, it starts to try and set the scene for... The romance, the romance, which yeah. again just has no I, chemistry. That has so, no that fell so flat, so flat, disappointingly. Yeah, Emmy Rossum, who's uh, Shameless, Shameless, yeah. and was in the Phantom of the Opera, which is where I yeah, first heard she's saw done her. some risque stuff. My coworkers telling me it's like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I never saw, I never seen Shameless, but uh, I hear yeah. it's a really good show. Yeah, it's got um, William H Macy. Yes, I, I saw love. an episode I just never or two. The show. Yeah, it seemed good. I just didn't didn't stick with it. But she was great, and I mean, great. She was okay uh, in as Christine in the Phantom of the Opera. This is yeah, okay. the only I've really ever seen her in before this, mm-hmm. and uh, she's fine. Yeah, and right. But I didn't get any of that connection Nothing whatsoever. To do. And like holding their hand, okay. She's nice and friendly, but there's not. They, they didn't offer any other no. sort of. She's pretty, and he's attractive, but like yeah. there is and no reason young, why they're these in college. Two, yeah, but there's no reason why these two should have any. And the 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 stereotype, stereotype third. Of wheel, course, of course, the has smarty no, pants, yeah. the chess guy. Uh, if you could find a nerdier guy in this room, you know, bring him to me. That's a kind of that's funny. Fine. It's a funny joke. Yeah. Um, but generally speaking, yeah, that whole relationship is it seems it's it's unnecessary. So again, anytime the movie cuts to that sequ- the, to that those characters and that relationship, I'm out. It just doesn't carry any weight. And the way in which they're kind of communicating doesn't really show a lot of affection. I get the impression. Obviously, they make a couple of jokes where he's trying to. Like he's too shy to tell her he joined this group for her, but he doesn't want to tell her. It yeah. just none of it comes across with any level of real reality. Anyway, I didn't really much care for it on the on the train or sorry on the plane, and then they're stuck in this cab, and another just classic, classic movie thing. We're only two blocks away. Well, let's just walk. Of oh, yeah. course. Oh, yeah. But also, but before that, and this is something five blocks. Away. I used to again, as you know, work at an airline. And someone would say, uh, I'm, I really have to go. Like, we really have to leave. And I would say, yeah, but the plane's not here yet. So it's late. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter that you really want to get somewhere. <laughs> so this woman, Emmy Rossum's character, Laura, it leans into the cab, who's now presumably been stuck in this traffic because we have the overhead shot. This traffic isn't moving. She says, we're really in a hurry. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like, the dumb. cabbie's going... Yeah, no shit. What do you want from me? Yeah. I'm in New York. I'm in a cab. There's a thousand people around me. It's like we're not going anywhere. Yeah. And then the guy says, "We're only two blocks away. Yeah, let's walk." Okay. Like again, it's kind of funny and silly. It's like unnecessary. And what's just pure silly, which I appreciate, but a little bit later mm. with the bus, and yes. you have the guy from Same Suits, yes. if you recall. Yes. That's funny. Sure. Like just is like, oh, I'm I'm on Wall Street. Here's yep. two hundred bucks. The bus. I won't have it. I this won't is have fun. It. This is the be the bomb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I says. love that. He's, <laughs> yeah. not, he's not even credited. In no, it. he just shows up. I'm like, I know this guy, but I, yeah, it's a waste. Like it's it's so. This bus isn't going anywhere. <laughs> of course not. What are you doing? And maybe yeah. you're saving. your... I don't know. It's, but that was funny. Sure. I, I thought that, that was kind of funny. I thought um, what I did like the oh, first. Oh, yeah. The first <laughs> moment I actually kind of liked, and I thought a little overdone with the CG, but I liked the looking after they get out of the cab and looking up and seeing all the birds flying away 
Yeah. As a as a That's where you're picking out of the CGI is the birds. Well, I just mean <laughs> those like, are real birds, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> there's just there's a thousand of them. Yeah. Right? Because there has to be that big a scene. That, that has to be in But this I movie. thought it didn't need to be that big, but I did like that it was there because I, I do think that the but again, Jill and Hall performance didn't really sell them sell the moment. Mm-hmm. But I liked the shot of the birds fleeing because it does indicate like they're going to know, right? Similar to all the animals that kind of come in sure, and yeah. those few scenes that we get the zoos or whatever else. Yeah. There is an indication that little... the animals know what's up. Which we know that. Exactly. Like, yeah, we've so seen that before. I, that was the first scene in the movie where I thought like, I kind of like that image. Just the, yeah. just like the image of the, of that of them fleeing, as it were. I thought that was okay. That would have been, an, I, I felt if they didn't put that in there, it would, probably would have been an oversight because it's a pretty well-known knowledge that Animals yeah. can sense sure. those those sorts of dangers or uh, imbalances or something in the environment. So since we're talking, let's, let's talk about, a f- uh, since we haven't really touched on any of the good things of this, because there are good th- things to like, let's talk about the disasters themselves, or yeah. at least up to this point We're in about the to movie. get into the big tornadoes that are hitting Los yeah. Angeles, so I think that's a perfect opportunity. Exactly, yeah. so, because that happens before New York really gets hit, right? I think L.A., after we see the... It's the, rain the, in New York at this point. Yeah, it isn't, three doing, days of rain, no big deal. Yeah. Uh, we've seen a little snippet of Japan. Yes. Uh, but now we sort of hit it more locally, I guess, in, in the States, and we have... I guess what I was introduced is a guy gets a call... You know, that we'll talk about in a moment. Yeah. Uh, hey, I think we're going to have to do uh, a tornado warning for LA, which apparently, from what I understand, is pretty rare. Pretty rare. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, every section of the world has its thing. Sure. And, and tornadoes isn't the thing for, for California. <laughs> California gets earthquakes. earthquakes. Yeah. yeah. Earthquakes. Uh, I guess some flooding and some forest fires. Sure. Forest fires are big too. Yeah. Uh, so that's a big thing. And he yeah. looks out the window and then he looks up and then the camera shoots and then we see the first tornado. Yeah. And next thing you know, I've had nightmares and this is what I see. Sure. It's just a bunch of tornadoes ripping through and it's From the, scary. Kid. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's scary stuff and it's a reoccurring dream I have, but I always respect it. I think it's really cool. Yeah. I'm scared shitless while I'm oh. in it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And visually... It's stunning. Yeah. I think for 2004, I think, again, this is where Roland really shines. Yeah. And he puts this together great. And it sort of distracts us for maybe some things that are don't make sense, unfortunately, because you're busy taking this in. This is what makes it a blockbuster, yes. what makes it a popcorn movie. But one thing uh, I will say is I never felt like it really matched the the reactions we were getting from people and uh, of this that didn't quite match the severity of what's going on. Uh, what are your thoughts about that? Uh, do you think it did? Because I didn't get that. Like, oh, this is like huge. This is terrible. And what I was seeing was like, I don't think they're taking this serious enough. Um, I think because it's tornadoes and it's a novelty, I think you're gonna find people that want to take the photos that they kind of allude to and they kind of want to. Yeah. They want to be a part of the weird happening they haven't yet grasped maybe how yeah big the problem is or will be so i i see a little bit of that it didn't really i didn't pick up on it like it wasn't something that, mm-hmm. that stuck out to me i did find that the execution of those tornadoes around la to be fairly effective yeah um special effects and i thought some of the the action around that and some of the people involved in it, i thought were we're okay. You know, I like that you're getting into the, you know, the helicopter, you're kind of calling to your news stations. Yeah. The guy that's sort of macking on the girl, it's LA. Well, there's no weather issue there. Seems <laughs> kind of, uh, 
again, a joke, you know, just to set yeah. it up. But I actually really like that payoff. I, I enjoyed the janitor and I like the shot of the shadow and the light coming through the door and the reveal when he opens the door that yeah. it's been stripped. That I liked. Right. That, I I that like, was a yeah. very effective, well yeah. shot and like staged sequence. I really enjoyed that. And I did get a kick out of which death. Like we got two main deaths here. That's true. We have, we'll start with the one where the weatherman, again, I understand the army and being in the military and, and dying for your country. Sure. I may not quite, I don't think I do it because I'm a coward, but I understand the sort of mentality yes. a bit just sure. from from uh, you're there from for history. larger purpose. You're there, yeah, yeah sure. But you're a fucking weatherman. Yeah, you, fair. You've given your life to say well, there's some tornadoes here. <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> you know. We get it. I guess. I mean, the helicopters got this covered, sort of thing. <laughs> so at Bagley's character, I'm like, you this what a waste. Yeah, like it makes no. And it's funny. It's not funny. And he just gets slammed with a giant a piece billboard, of, basically. Right? Yeah, 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 and yeah. just boom. So yeah. I, I didn't like that one. And the other one was, why did you stand there so long, telling the people who are taking photographs, yeah. get out of the street, yeah. leave, get cover? And he hangs around for what seems to be a, a little, obviously, clearly too long. Yeah, and clearly. what the, and the the guy on the phone. Yeah, I hated that. Uh, I just didn't like his reaction, which is stupid. Anyways, yeah. and then how they cut to the, him on the TV. Yeah, what, did he you? Gets, he gets smushed by the Porsche. Yeah, what did you think of that? Because obviously, it was like, like on the nose, or like, there's, yeah. there's a couple things I, that that happened around that time. The first was he, <laughs> I went to L.A. for the first time, and stayed at a hotel in and around Yucca and Vine. Okay, and now he, when he's on the street talking to the guy on the phone, he says, "I'm at the corner of Yucca and Vine." Oh, and you've been there. And I was there near near the Capitol building. And you got your feet wouldn't move either. Was that well, what you <laughs> what I Well, the first image with my head was this was the grossest, sickest, nastiest, most disgusting hotel room I'd ever stayed at in my entire life. Oh, wow. And my ex and I were like, we're not going to be able to stay here ever. Like, really? We that need to leave it? after the first night. We actually were going to leave in the middle of the first night because of some strange, like weird psychosexual business that was happening in the hotel room beside us. Interesting. Very angry, very violent sounding nerve-wracking so forth the guy at the booth at the you know check-in counter had a bulletproof oh, glass yeah. in front of of him everything i heard Did about you read LA, the reviews in this place <laughs> i'm all about cost buddy the, yeah yeah the cheapest hotel i could find in yeah. a place that we needed to be so cost your life <laughs> uh, it was like terrifying and we got into the cab in the airport and we said at lax and we said we're gonna need to get to yucca and vine and he says oh no you don't want to go there Wow. It's yucca. He says, uh, yucca. <laughs> yeah. He says, it's bad for drugs. And I was like, oh, well, that's where the, that's where we're staying. And my ex and I used to joke for years, just uh, yucky yucca. It was, uh, <laughs> so anyways, that was my first image. It was around uh, the Capitol building and so forth. So I was like, oh my gosh, it's like a, a flash of like one of the worst hotel experiences I've ever had. Yeah. And B, I thought the, the same thing for you. And it actually triggered uh, throughout the rest of the movie was that the altruism of the people in this movie is to me, wholly unnatural. So this guy and his character is, we, what little character we have, is that he's willing to sacrifice himself to tell people to not stand where he's going to stand. Mm-hmm. But he's not really saving anybody. He's not actively... He's killing himself. <laughs> yeah, like there's nothing gained by him No, directing traffic in the middle of a street. Like it doesn't seem like... Yeah. So what? to what benefit does he think he's doing, A... 
if it is this altruistic... Trying to save some crackheads? Yeah, if, exactly. <laughs> if it's this altruistic, like, take me, not them thing, which happens throughout the movie, it doesn't make any sense yeah. to me. So it's just unnecessary, right? It's just to show... And it so happens so fast, like you're saying. You're not, you don't know any of these people, so there's no emotional connection. So when this guy gets plopped on yeah. in his Porsche, it's a little laugh joke moment. Yeah. But it holds no weight whatsoever. No. It's, it's not even funny. It's just, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. It's bad out there. But it's all un- completely unnecessary. But I, I did like, again, the building is kind of split in half, that reveal. So there's things to like a little bit in that area. But yeah. I thought that death was it was unnecessary. It almost, yeah. the one thing this movie can stand on is its special effects. Yes. And even then, it almost tries to sabotage itself by having these silly, stupid scenes within those scenes like don't yeah. do that because yeah. this is all you got exactly yeah <laughs> it's like yeah. come on here. it's completely it's not memorable whatsoever yeah right? so it's yeah. a bit of um yeah so. it holds nothing it holds yeah. nothing it's a shame and we get the sort of introduction of what i again is the most useless plot point at this point with the wife and this sort of young cancer patient it's it's such like how can we try and inject emotionality into this otherwise bereft movie mm-hmm Okay, we'll get a young child and give him cancer and make her the nurse that has to save him. That's emotion. Perfect. Yeah. People will connect. People will love. Well, the parents didn't care because they weren't even there. Exactly. (laughs) And the nurse, I mean, that whole plot, again, we've talked before, Scylla Word has nothing to do in this movie. It's too bad because. Again, a lovely actress. I think she's actually pretty good in almost everything I've seen her in. Yeah. But she's got nothing to do here. But they want to give her something. They need to give her something. And they give her. A cancer patient, mm-hmm. as I assume, a shorthand to feelings. Everybody have feelings. Otherwise didn't she, work. She didn't even have to be in this movie. No, not like at he all. Like his ex-wife could have been in either, yeah, dead or in the other they end agree. of the world, and not even brought up. It wouldn't even matter. That whole yeah. plot line also does not matter. It yeah. doesn't have any emo- emotional weight. It doesn't have any uh, like literal weight, plot weight. Like yeah. it has, it he holds can get no a bearing. call. He can get a call from the from the school saying he got an F. Exactly. He doesn't need to hear that from exactly. The There's, but again, you're just trying to plop on as much yeah. fake emotion or like fake uh, yeah. humanity as it were. Fake, and fake, it, fake, fake. There's a lot of fake in this <laughs> uh, fake. this movie. It's unfortunately. unnecessary. Yeah. Um, they find the mammoth, another sort of heavy-handed dialogue piece where it's sort of like I, I, I you like liked that. it. I okay. did because. Okay. It's, it's a shorthand to what's going to happen. I, yeah. I like that part of it, I suppose. Yeah, but. it sort of just said, okay, this is this is happening, and this has happened before. Uh, how it died, it died in a, in a flash freeze yes. sort of thing. So, And I believed it. Oh, like, sure. Yeah, so that's like cool. Maybe, I know. So, yeah, no, I like that. It wasn't... It, how, how it was delivered, it was fine. So, yeah, I just yeah. think, to me, it was just sort of like, it's again, on the nose. Like, we're already watching the movie about the Ice Age. I don't need the... The reference yeah, no, to I the think Ice they Age. It in. I think they slipped it in nicely. Okay. I'm going to give it to him. All right. I'm going to give it to him. All right. <laughs> that's, uh, that's why it's a 7.1. And yeah. Not an eight, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Yeah. I'll I, give, I'll give, I'm going to give this movie what I can. Yeah. Okay. Sure. No, I'll take it. I, I just didn't, It stuck out to me as just sort of being a little hat on a hat. It mm-hmm. felt unnecessary, much yeah. like. I guess compared to some other ones in this movie, this one was one of the lesser ones. That's so. fair. So. It's a less egregious. Yeah. I'll say that for yeah. sure. Uh, I, I, I also, at this point, speaking of that sort of flash freezing thing i think we're getting around that time the helicopters helicopters yeah. to, to, to take the the queen yeah and that's sort of where they was were it? oh was i it think the queen? that was i think that was they were on their way because previously you hear on their way together that they're trying to get the queen and, yeah okay and they, on, i just thought it was like random these I english yeah helicopters 
And it looked English. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that sequence? I thought it was pretty neat. I think uh, the the, uh, the idea of, of it dropping that temperature and that speed and freezing the fuel lines. Yeah. And I thought that was like, oh, gosh, that's a whole other level of disaster or, yeah. or danger, yeah. as it were. And to do it in air, I thought it was good. I liked it. Again, this is where... Go, kind of goes against what I said at the beginning about the science, not thinking too much of it. Yeah. This one, I was a little bit, uh, well, this is, it's a tough one. It's a tough sell, sure. but I thought it was done, I thought it was just really cool. Yeah. And then when it hits the ground and Susie puts his head out into the air, yeah, it just freezes real quick. So I thought it was cool. Yeah. I li- <laughs> actually, I like the, I like the concept of it yeah uh i liked it it was neat to watch i thought it was executed well yeah. my only actually issue was i loved the fact that he sort of froze yeah. my issue was that it took too long well i'm thinking how like, warm it is it in there that again that's where I, uh and we have there's issues with that later on too, yeah, yeah in the for library sure. for sure uh, but that was my only i love the fact that you had to kind of open it up but i thought like his hand would freeze immediately but yeah. I, I like that they open the door and kind of have that moment of it's this serious i, I actually really yeah. like that sequence it's, yeah. it's small they have to use the head to of to course. display it for sure. So I like that again. It, it, but I would anyway. So I liked that. That I thought the whole sequence was cut together well. I thought overall that was one of the highlights of, of yeah. those action type of sequences. I thought this one delivered the most cool. Uh, yeah. A good, yeah, good, good bang for the buck that way. Yeah, and added another, another element as I said of danger, where if it's not bad enough as it is, you have sort of this eye of the storm. Yeah, where if you're in, I don't know if it's if you're inside the eyes where the cold is where it's seemingly just, something along yeah. those lines so yeah. i'm like okay they you, set that up as yeah so if you're traveling and trying to get from point a to point b if you get stuck in that well you're gonna freeze to death not just because it's really cold and like the um, couple underneath the bridge yeah. that didn't make it yeah they're just old and cold that's it it's not like that so i thought yeah i thought it added another element of danger that i thought was pretty pretty cool yeah. i like it i don't like the way they implement it later this was to me yeah. the, the better version of it, and it's, so I like that it was smaller, lower stakes. Like it's but chasing you, yeah. Yeah, the like chasing part, mm. like it, that's that's a tough pill to swallow. We'll yeah, get there. It's, yeah, it's it's, it's, sticks it's still out. like it's cool coming down the buildings and watching it. It's like the strictly of visual. It. It's strictly yeah. a visual, and thing. it has the crackling sort of noise behind yeah. it. So it's it's cool that way. Yeah. So I I accept it on on those, for sure. On that I just basis. like it's useless in the, in terms of the storytelling and the narrative. It's it, sorry. It's it's useful in terms of the n- storytelling because you need to have it be that way. Mm-hmm. It's not a science problem I have with it. It's just sort of an execution problem. I just think it's executed kind of yeah. It, it it sort of maybe overstays its welcome a little bit. What I at this point New York is really now in a state of flooding. My issue is some of the dialogue around this is like too bad we've got to get home. Yeah, like I don't really get in the middle of all of this, and, and it didn't it didn't sit well. Yeah, the news is coming. Like, where? Why is the instinct to get home at this point? Because they're all saying, Home's like, why like, don't we just stay here? And at this point, I think they're even in the penthouse because he says we're in the top floor. Yeah. of this hotel, or presumably. So it's a good spot. They've got a doorman. Supplies, got, that's it. Fire, like all a fireplace. I'm sure. Yeah. And they, Jake Gyllenhaal seems to be inclined to no, we've got to get home. Homesick? I get. <laughs> it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me because I think like a he's a smart guy. His dad's a media instinct to be with your parents just because in that in that threat. I of... guess so. I mean, I got one of my. It, again, it didn't display I that. I don't mean though. to reference my ex too much in this particular episode. But <laughs> she listening? We did. I doubt it. We did watch uh, uh, Cloverfield when that first came out, and okay. there's a scene in which 
there's like a news report that says uh, on one side of the country or the city of New York uh, has been, let's say, just de- de- destroyed by mm-hmm. this monster. Mm-hmm. And and the other character, like that was their girlfriend's neighborhood, let's say. That's true. And this other character is is a different part of the city. And he's like, I should go back to find her. And I said, well, that's ridiculous. <laughs> because yeah. the, they've just said... Like this entire neighborhood is destroyed, zero. Like it's let's been, go. It's been dead. Yeah. Like it's done. So why would anybody the love right her? Mind. Like yeah. you know, I'm not an insensitive guy, yeah, but yeah. you're on the cusp. But I'm getting there. But it just seems like don't go. You're wasting your time, your money, and your effort to get out there, and for what is likely going to be nothing. You're endangering yeah, like your, the weatherman. You're, you're endangering <laughs> your own life exactly <laughs> for, for nothing, right? And this movie has a lot of those types for of moments. Channel Twenty Two, where it's making these decisions again, this altruistic decision, like okay, but for what? To what end? Mm-hmm. So the news is coming. Things are happening. the The world is known that this is heavy duty, serious business. And his instinct is like, no, 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 we got to go home. And they leave the penthouse to go to the ground level. Or at this and, point, it's up to their knees. And then they say, we got to get to the library, and we have to, you know, for for stability. And I'm like, well, the, look around New York. The library is smaller than every building around this. Yeah. So why are we going to the library? Like, it's, Some of those decisions just feel like they're delivered with such earnestness, but they don't make a lot of sense. And I don't know that's me nitpicking. Again, it could very well be, because at this point, I'm, I'm kind of frustrated by some of the choices. Yeah. But that in particular just struck me as like, you're in a... It just feels like you're endangering your own life for nothing. My response to that, Phil, uh, I, I forgive it because these are just young kids. In I a, guess, in but the he's saying things like, we have to get higher, we have to get higher. He's left the high ground to go to... All, kids are all over the place, man. They don't know what they want. I had one other thing that's a, that's a, that's a real sticking point for me around that same time frame. Mm-hmm. The New York, the flooding, the raining, it's going crazy. At what point do you think you would just throw away your umbrella if it's <laughs> because everybody in this movie yeah wants to keep their umbrellas when yeah. it's just like seven wires and a handle yeah but they're still holding strong yeah. to this thing <laughs> there's these overhead shots there's like 40 of these umbrellas that all yeah. look the different levels of destroyed yeah. and yet they're still like just you know what commit yeah. it's over yeah. it's, it's it. just get rid of the damn umbrellas That's it was a such good a point. weird thing my issue, that's a nitpick but it's just so stupid well my nitpick <laughs> around that we have the homeless man yes well yeah. and <laughs> my only real issue <sighs> is he swipes about four or five jumbo hot dogs yeah biggins yeah and an hour later they're all gone he's eaten them all yeah he's homeless on the streets now i know why <laughs> He he should know, or he knows later how to stay warm. He yep. mentions like newspapers are the best Absolutely. to stay warm, so yep. he's has smart. He's savvy. So I would I would ex- assume that he's not accustomed to having three meals a day. <laughs> so why would you eat all the hot dogs sure. in one hour? Yeah. You think he'd spread it out because he's used to subsisting on very small amounts of food yeah, along the way. But he's yeah. like telling the dog like, "No, I ate already ate." Unless he's lying to the dog, could be maybe. But the my dog my hear. my issue around the dog as well. There, that same sequence was just like the dog's not allowed in here. He's like, there is a natural disaster yes. happening. I think they're going to let the dog in. Now, I, yes. at the video store, would never let a dog no, in. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, maybe man, I would be that guy, but I felt in this moment, maybe... Rule, maybe, you're a stickler for rules. Maybe the dog is uh, rubbing off on yeah. me a little bit, but I just thought, come on, man. It's just like a joke. It's just like a setup, and that's it just people doesn't make ta- That's why I felt like that's, Not taking people seriously. aren't taking this seriously. There Fair. is water up into you, and you've already heard about L.A. Yes. 
Yeah. It's 2004. That's it. Word is out. They've just talked yeah. to their parents. They've talked with cell yeah, phone. Yeah, you don't right? need yeah. the state-of-the-art internet at, yeah. in 2020 to to have this information. You, heck, you know, probably know about Japan. So you know these things are happening. They're just not reacting uh, the way I would probably... I don't know. I, don't, I never yeah. want to find out, but uh, that irked me a little bit. For sure. What did you think about the... Um, Ian Holmes sort of station. I like that. That whole sequence. They've cut a, a, a few times. I thought we could just talk about yes. it in its entirety. Yeah, I have that written down. That is kind of a bright point yeah. for me. I think he's a really good performer. Yeah. And uh, another guy played by, um, who played Simon, Adrian Lester. Okay. Uh, one of the two younger fellas. They're both fine. I just thought he, I thought there's some good performances there. And this quiet sort of, we're going to die, but we're trying to make the best of it. Yeah. And they're they're laughing one minute and then they realize later that they're doomed. Yeah, and the that, gravity that, that really played yeah. really well. Talking about his kid, well, at least he'll grow up. You yeah. you don't get to see it, but at least Yeah. Um so I thought that was good. I would have probably cut the gas so it would have saved a little bit for the Jenny later. Sure. Instead of just waiting until it just ran out of gas, maybe preserve a little bit, some still some yeah. preservation issues there. Uh but in general, I was really hoping they'd make it out. But I thought those were good some good scenes and having the drink. Yeah, uh, I I thought the same. That's actually a, that is a bit of a high point for me. Yeah. I think it's a bit predictable, but I, the whole movie is predictable, and this is predictable in like the good way. You yeah. know, it's sort of like I know the this movie needs this kind of scene. That's like the, what I connected to the most emotionally. Yeah, with these, it's the these only three yeah. guys. Yeah, because it's the only time that the movie is slow, it's still enough to allow for that. Because mm-hmm. it's the same trope of your kid is dying, right? Like, so you have this the same type of shorthand to emotion like you would get with the cancer patient, right? It's sort of, I think, an attempt to infuse mm-hmm. this human element to the story because up until that point, we, as we've said, there doesn't exist. Even though there are humans, we're not feeling any connection feel, to yeah. them and yeah. they're not feeling their connection but to each other. Millions of people are either. dying. Exactly. And you never really feel that millions yeah. of people are You don't feel the weight dying. of it yeah. at all from That's anybody. A, yeah. So I agree. And this was a moment, a quiet moment, and, and throughout their entire sort of run every time we cut to them i did feel like this is these are good performers doing kind of good work with not a lot but they're making it count and as you said yeah you know they they get to that period where quaid is sort of get out you know and all that that's come and gone come and gone and i like that they didn't they left it there yes we didn't have to go back and show it being destroyed exactly we just we know yeah, or maybe they survive. We don't, you know, we don't. Who knows? Who knows? And th- but I also do like that, that that he, you know, it's again the pathos a little bit of the you know save as many as you can. What can we do? Right? There's there's that is the only emotional scene in the whole movie, and it happens. It's all Ian Holm, and it's all Ian Holm. Yeah, he's the only it's person. No other actor in this movie is bringing anything of that yeah. kind of weight, and that's what you get when you get Ian Holm is a performance because yeah, nothing else is happening. Or boy Bilbo. <laughs> Let's not forget Sheila McCarthy, uh, of course. Uh, yeah, I thought you'd mention her. <laughs> I thought you'd mention her. Uh, yeah, Die Hard 2. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, I know this Coleman. Yeah. yeah, But everything in the library is... It's what I felt around there is... And then, again, you're talking about Wolfgang Peterson. Well, yes. there's a gang of wolves <laughs> later here. Yeah. And I don't have any issue with the, with the boat coming in. Yeah, okay, the water in. Yeah, yeah. But how? Don't worry about it. It seems wider, like that. Don't worry about it. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. You have to really just, just, just leave yeah. it at the bank, leave and that's it. okay. But I just okay. thought, come on. And there's sure there's gonna be medical supplies. And I, I mean, the scene where she goes back to help those 
that couple in the yes. taxi. Yes, the Haitians, I, presumably. I, I like that. Yeah. But going back for the passports, yeah. again, they don't understand. Like, don't yeah. worry about, okay, yeah. passports, I guess. That's sure, important. but there's a tidal wave coming down New York yeah. Street. And if, it, if your passports are so important, yeah. you should have grabbed them when you're leaving the first place. Yeah. Like, come on. But also, what are you going to do with a passport at this point? Like, there's bigger fish to fry. And then, obviously, we see the fil- the, the shot to her leg showing, yes. okay, that's going to play later. Of course. Okay, oh, we need to give something for these people to do later because they're yeah. just stuck in a library. nothing else to nothing do. Nothing to do. Yeah. So that's all tropey. Okay, yeah. now we have to get some penicillin. Completely Now we have finally have Jake, the main character, and Phil, <laughs> well, Phil thought was the main character, <laughs> yeah. giving him something to do, for God's yeah. sakes, and... It's all fine. It's not a bad scene. Uh, Completely unnecessary. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's necessary to give him something to do. Well, yeah. But I mean, like in terms of, again, <laughs> the plot, like well, well, why there's, yeah, these guys, it's now, it's Dennis Quaid's movie. And every time we cut to the library. They make, they're trying to make a joke of what books they're burning, have a moment yeah. with the Bible. Uh, are these two getting together? You know, and there's no, and again, we already established the relationship here is... I'm, I'm, again, feeling. just two young, young, attractive people, and that's, that's it. it. Exactly. That's fine. And go get them. But sure, uh, I did like the the revelation around that. We can talk a little bit, but but the the revelation that when um, the homeless gentleman goes out with the dog and sees people walking, he seemingly kills a lot of people by seeing. And him. by that one little thing, he ends up killing hundreds of people, basically, or at least yeah. dozens. And so, I like the. Uh, you know, I like what happens. I don't really like how it happens, if that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. I think people are like, okay, sure, let's go. And even though someone's like, you know, my dad told, you know, you have to have a better argument than my dad told me that. Uh, He's a climate, or uh, paleo exactly. climate. Paleo climate I would, like, I, I, know what's from up. that speech, I'm staying. Me too, 100%. Yeah. And yeah. I like that people did. It's warm here. And I also recognize that people would want, maybe want to leave. But it just, that whole thing played out so fast. I would, like, I, I would expect more push pull with with the cop or with each other even but the people that were going were like i'm going and the people that were staying were like i'm staying and there wasn't any like how far are you gonna get yeah and how like yeah like i mean even if you don't fully understand the gravity of the situation how far are you gonna get yeah it doesn't foot yeah like, it doesn't make a lot of sense. You're not going to get out of, out of New York State, let alone Mexico, yeah. or like we're going south, and that's I, I the geography of it. I had some issues with, but I, well, I mean, my coworker were trying to figure how far is it from Philadelphia to New York? How it far is, far is four, Washington. It is to, a four-hour <laughs> drive from Washington <laughs> to New York. Yes, we well, we we came up with three and a half, but that, that's close. So yeah, is it so different between Washington is safe territory and New York is like the heart of the storm? Washington wasn't safe because Sella Ward's character had to get out. That's she true. she ended up in Mexico, south, which is right. okay. Let's talk about this for a bit. Is the journey of Dennis Quaid's character Jack Hall? I have to go to my son. Maybe it's because I don't have kids. Why do you have to go? This your is son is very intelligent. Yeah, you're leaving your ex-wife to die, sort of seemingly. Sure, yeah, because she's there on her own now. Yeah, and but she she supports it for the son, which is sure. Fine. Yeah, why does he? What what is Jack Hall expect to do once he finds his son? What's he going to do then? This is my question. This is the same thing I just alluded to with Cloverfield, where it was like, yeah, he says to him on the phone, don't go outside. It's going to kill you. Anybody exposed to de- the yeah, outside I'll be there elements, in three and a half hours. I'll see you soon. <laughs> I will get to you. Yeah. Right? Like, and that's what well. I talk about. This the, the logic of the movie, sell me that it's too dangerous to go outside. 
mm-hmm. and I buy it and give me an insular story that lives that way. Yeah. And you get the helicopter guy that's going to freeze as soon as his face leaves yeah. the helicopter. And boy, did it. That to me is like, that's the movie. Okay, climate mm-hmm. crisis. We're fucked. Yeah. But not if all of that um, power of the storm and all the business is everybody has to stay inside except me. I'll be right back. Yeah. That was immediately like, oh, come. Like, it just, we need a bigger reason. It need a better reason Something. than just I made a promise to my son. And they try to do that earlier they and tried. he's late for the tax. He's like, not this time. Yeah. Like, I just, it just feels. If he, if he had been on time and he didn't have to take a taxi, you wouldn't have to do this. Yeah. But and if he missed the plane because he was late, yeah. He'd be fine too. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So that's, yeah, so that, that part really it's a tough sticks sell. Out. It it's a really, tough sell. Yeah. And it, of course, leads to what you would have expected to happen in the first five minutes of the movie. His buddy who's watching his back for 20 years. Yeah, Frank. Of course he does. I felt, I felt nothing. Nothing. And I feel. feel and I, 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 I like cry that actor, too. In epi- and, and, and episodes of Golden Girls, I tear up yep. when they have the... Big episode, yeah. Don Cheadle or somebody, and then it moves you. It's like, yeah. wow, this is this is serious stuff. Yeah, no, nothing. No, me too. And, and it's so predictable. Yeah, it just is like, yeah. yeah. As I soon as every as, soon as Jack's like, I'm gonna go. Yeah, and you're a thinking that's the stupidest decision I've ever heard. And then the other guys, I what I did find funny about that it was was Frank is like, I'm gonna now can't let you do it alone. And then Jason comes up, the new guy, and says. Yeah. Well, he's not, I don't know if he's new. Well, but. he says, I've been working for a couple of years. Jack's yeah. been around for 20 or whatever. But he, then Jason says, oh, you guys would be lost in Cleveland without me. And then the other person in the team, the Janice or whatever her name is, the new girl that like just jumps on from NASA. It's like, what are you, show me your models and kind of jumps into the team. Yeah. She's like, I'll let you know if I hear anything. And she <laughs> books it back inside. Like, <laughs> you people are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go back here. Good luck. Because yeah. she knows what's going to happen is not good. Funny story about her. Tell me. Uh, this week, uh, my first of all, my neighbor to the left of me mm. is out of town. Oh, no, sorry. He's not selling the house yet, but he's living with his wife. He has okay. his extra home, hasn't decided what to do with it. So he's never there. Great. Couple on the other side, lovely older couple. They're in, where are they? In a place that's very warm, south somewhere. So Dominican. both sides of me. Wide open. No, wide open. Yeah. The missus, yeah, or like or the wife, out of town. She's at the the winter games out in Renfrew, oh, refereeing yeah. the some futsal. So here I am with my Dolby Atmos. I have nobody on the left, nobody, nobody in the right, just me, no wife. Had so Tweaked much to perfection. I'm yeah, sure. I'm like at you're max ready. tweak. Nothing's yeah. been uh, altered. Yeah, had so much homework to do. Oh no, I had the place to myself Friday, Saturday, most of Sunday. And I had no six or seven assignments due. Ugh. And I didn't even realize till near the end of, of, of my little time to myself is I just realized there's nobody here. Yeah. There's nobody there. And I'm here. I am. Anyways, my That's a shame. I ended up binging season one of Picard. Okay. I hadn't watched it. Uh, I watched one or two episodes. Didn't quite get into it. Huge TNG fan as of course. all our listeners probably know by now. Yep. And really started enjoying it. Yep. Really good. And I hadn't watched Day After Tomorrow at this point. Uh, I slipped it in in between mm-hmm. somewhere. Mm-hmm. And Tamlin Tamita, who plays Janet, had a pretty significant oh, role in season one of Picard. I'm like, so I, I put in Day After Tomorrow. I'm like, okay, well, it was pretty obvious. Like, this ha- definitely is you. 
But from 2004 to 2020, I guess, season sure. one, roughly. Yeah. Uh, she's Holds up. very similar. Nice. And uh, I thought she was... I liked her. Yeah. I know. It was I maybe, liked her in this movie, too. And she's a great Romulan. Oh, okay. Like, she really played a really like good role, I think. Really nice. strong performance in, in Picard as well. Cool. Uh, season three is coming out, so I'm trying to get caught up because it's basically just a TNG. Yeah, Q, Q's coming. I just he's in season two. We just talked about. It. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, he's already like, he's Spoiler. he's on the episode I'm on now. Guinan okay. just showed up too. Oh, Rikers, shoot. but yeah, if anyone uh, is a fan, it's uh, it's worth worth a watch. But anyway, just a fun coincidence uh, with with the. Um, Tamlin showing up in in the movie. What did you think of? Let's talk about briefly about that. Uh, the politics of it. We've talked about. Mm, yeah. Uh, we haven't talked sure. about that. There is something there. Apparently, he looks a lot like the vice president. Looks a lot like Dick Cheney. I forget what Dick Cheney looks like. Uh, he looks a little bit. Someone like that, Welsh sure. played his role. Anyway, pre- very tropey. Well, the economy is as bad. Do we have to worry about that? It's yeah. not really a big issue now. It's too late. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Yeah. This yeah. is. Expected typical bureaucracy in a movie sure. kind of vibe for sure. Why they went with the vice president and not the president for the most part in this movie, I'm not sure exactly. I think it's an Al Gore thing to be honest with you, because Al Gore was it a climatologist looks... or like a like a he, oh, okay. he created oh the, that's true the, yes, an inconvenient yes. truth that was his big mm-hmm. platform was this as a global yeah uh, climate activist yeah and so my thought was it was the f- inverse of that you know maybe that's, that's the only thing I can really think that's of. possible I'm sure there's some some politically driven messages in this sure. movie. I didn't think too much of it, but yeah, yeah Perry Pl- That's my guess. Stereotypical right? yeah. uh, stuff. Uh, but we have um, Nestor, sorry, who was it? Serrano. Lester Serrano? Serrano. He played Gomez. He played sort of played uh, Jack's other guy, his buddy, his right-hand man, or not right-hand man, but sort of his liaison to the political oh, side. Oh, I can't remember his name. Yeah. Remember. I've seen him in a in a couple of things, but anyways, yeah, he's fine. But I don't have. A Did name. you notice Wilkinson? Wilkinson. Wilkinson. We watched a movie with Wilkinson. Tom. Tom Wilkinson. Did you notice Tom Wilkinson? He's not even credited in this movie. I did not notice Tom. Wilkinson. No. Okay. No. Towards that big last one of those last meetings at the end, they're all in that room together. Tom's there. Are you sure? <laughs> I don't trust a lot of your findings. <laughs> then again, I thought Bradley Cooper was in Jurassic Park 3. Yeah, so, yeah. That's what I mean. So, <laughs> not sure. Look into it, because he's not credited, but check that scene again, and you tell me if you see Tom Wilkinson, or I'll send you a screenshot. Please. Oh, well. <laughs> Please. Um, anyway, so what were your thoughts? Obviously, then the obvious trope of not taking it serious. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really care for much of that. I think, it, again, you have to have that counterbalance science versus Stupidity, stupidity, budget. I mean, that's it's the it's the issue that's constant, right? It's the reason Hubris why and all we're, that we're, stuff. we're twenty years later and nothing's really moved. It's it's the economy versus the science. We got Greta now, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but that kind of stuff, it has to be there. I thought it was executed fairly well. I thought the performances were pretty good. Um, I like that the president uh, dies. Yeah, that was an interesting choice. Uh, I thought it, it has to happen because you have to have the the turn right you have to set up the vice president's yeah there's a character uh, there that vice there's a kind of a, a it's easy but it's there him. i mean it's designed to be yeah. that it's a it's a simple what do you think of his portrayal of that his performance because he does I start here and he's good he canadian guy oh really okay yeah cool. uh i thought all in all his performance it's a uh, kenneth welsh uh, yeah it's nothing to like write home about but i thought he in that role he did it well he was the antagonistic asshole bureaucrat at 
the beginning and by yeah. the end he's showing contrition and I like the, I like the look that he was giving made me feel like this is a good performer yeah. doing the best he can yeah. with the script that he's been yeah, given. Yeah, the material isn't great but it's 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 not yeah. bad at all. I think it's, yeah. it holds up. I think it, I like the performance generally speaking. Yeah. I like the president's role too. It's, it's a small one, but yeah, I think He's kind of feckless, you know. You should get out of the White House. I mean, what are you doing there? Yeah, he he's on the phone for really no have... good reason, and then he's like, uh, "We should go. You're the last." He felt one. like a real puppet. Yeah, like it's but a... it's also this feeling of this altruism, right? Like, okay, he's sitting in his White House long after everybody's been evacuated. Is what they basically tell and he him. He seemed very slow, and it feels like if, like, again, to what. A gain to what gain is it? You just like I felt like he was just staring off into. He's nothing. on the phone. He's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> okay. So yeah. who cares that you're there in Washington? You're not doing anything. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. And then he waits too long, and then dies, and of course, and then has to leave it to the vice president to rise up. But I just think, so what? You stayed, but for not to do anything. It's not like yeah. you're running your operation from the war room and you're dictating and you're running yeah you know plays and and your communication with all the world and you're coordinating all the none of that he's just sitting in the dark john madden could have done a good job of that john madden the coach oh yeah he's got the big board <laughs> out there the he's board. like hey, the army over here we got you got a super out here he's like, yeah, super. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> Calm under pressure. He's been in the Super Bowl. That's true. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's the, that's right. That's who I want. Uh, he's got the X's and O's. Everything's coming oh, yeah. along. Um, going for Hail Mary near the end. Um, yeah. But I, so I I thought it just again silliness like bad decisions. Not bad decision filmmaking. Just bad character decisions. Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? I don't understand. And uh, and that kind of is is my complaint, if you will, about that. I. And that, like the the politics side of it, I do like at the end the sort of the the idea that they sort of flip the immigration on Mexico. You know, they're sort of like oh, they're closing their borders, and you're trying to sneak. Yeah, in. I thought again, it's it's kind of easy, but I actually really kind of thought refugees from the clever. U.S. It's kind of clever. Yeah. I respect that, so I like that. Bit. Wonder if you'll ever actually hear that. It's an yeah. interesting uh, yeah. idea. I got a kick out of that. I thought that was kind of a clever way to comment, as it were, on on yeah. real life or whatever else. And I thought. That worked, and, and sort of again re- referring to everybody as like what we would have otherwise called third worlds, or in Trump's language, uh, shithole countries. <laughs> uh, you know that th- that's they're opening their arms without even asking, right? And so I, I did like that kind of stuff with the bureaucracy, pol- political sure, stuff. Yeah. But there's like one thing I, that almost got me an emotional response was when um, Gomez says, "Well, his son's in Manhattan." You like that? I almost got something out of it. It was it was close. Just oh, wow. sort of, yeah. No, I thought. Well, for me, I, I mean, obviously, you're entitled to your own, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. But I heard it, and it was just, uh, it's like tacked on. Like it just felt like. Is again, we're talking before about no one is delivering the severity. This was like such a callous or like a. Um, you almost said it like knowing that. He should say it in it's a moment, a, or and yeah, he just went ahead and said it before it, he should have said it. Yeah, to some extent, it, it feels a little bit trite. It just feels like um, uh, sarcastic too. Is like it, he's sort of chirping you the whole time. Before question his decision, his yeah. intentions. Just so you know, his kid 
It's a is little in high Manhattan. A little high school. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. it's just like, so before you get off on your high horse, like, it just all feels really like, what? what is, he did not deliver it that way, Gomez. I, I know, think that's a, uh, come on. a little affect to it. But it, either you way, it didn't, it, that's how it read to me. Like, that's how I felt <laughs> it. It just felt really cheap and yeah. cheesy. I didn't enjoy it very much at all. <laughs> what I, you know, at the point where now Quaid, Frank is dead. He's killed himself in front of everybody. And then Jason collapses. I think to myself, what Pussy. are we doing here, man? Let yeah. him both die. Like, what good is he? He's not. And maybe he is with this Geiger counter or whatever he's got in his hand. But the whole thing is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> but this is, sorts, this, is the, this is the sort of the cold chasing them. Yeah. I hated it. And where they see, what, what I did think, thought was cool was the flag. Again, good use of the effects of sure, it freezing. I guess so. If you need a visual aid, I'll give it to it. Yeah. But otherwise, I think the whole thing is kind of lame Yeah, and silly. The eye of the storm. Again, and I also so. really don't understand, and this is, again, the science of it. I'm not trying to get too kind of obnoxious, but they're just like hanging out in a tent. Yeah. This air is super cold. Like, yeah. I don't care what kind of tent you got. You had a got, fire going? But like... Again, the messaging of the movie is do not go outside. You will die as soon as the weather hits you. The whole northern hem like the, the northern states are gone. Are you talking about when they're in the tent outside? Yeah, they're twice there's in a tent inside. Or are, are they in a tent? They're in a tent inside outside, sorry, because it's constantly blowing and they're in the, yeah, and that's on the, their but, way but not, in Manhattan. But they're, not, but they're not in the eye of it where the, Who the, gives the, super, a shit, the man. deep freeze isn't happening. Deep freeze happens when they're inside and they got a fire going yeah, in the tent. Sure, inside. that's fine if it's inside. These, I guess. these guys are trained. These spent 20 years in the I Arctic. I guess so. I just think they got that the part gear. of it, you've set up the movie to be. I'm okay with that because they had the gear. Don't go outside and now they got the gear. Outside. Yeah, but that's like saying. With their face exposed and their. But that's like saying, like, to crocodile, like crocodile Dundee saying, don't mess with alligators. And he's messing, he's with, messing with alligators. These well, guys. To Bill, to Bill Irwin. Yeah, well, I, that was the name <laughs> I was going to use. But yeah. I have respect for the Irwins. I did not. Yeah, um, fair. But Steve Irwin, not Bill Irwin. Yeah, it's like it's a, his <laughs> uncle. Bill Irwin is. He's but yeah, that's like, I can do it, but no sure. one else should. It's kind yeah, of an arrogance, I, guess, I, I think. That, and that's why I look at it. It's part of his character. Okay. Yeah, I can do this, but you can't. I'll give that. And Jason could barely do it. Yeah. Clearly. He couldn't. He couldn't no, handle he it. No, he couldn't. He made it, but... Yeah. I had one funny thing, too, I thought about. Again, the sort of... Just, again, this is a silly direction choice, a silly kind of movie choice. But it cuts back to the library, and Gyllenhaal is like, I have to find the medication. Yeah, of right? course. Yeah. But he, he storms... Loves her. The camera follows him as he storms down the hall with two chairs, dragging, yeah. kicks in the door. You mean the snowshoes, yeah. And then immediately takes the backs of the chair... And puts them on his feet. And I think to myself, He's intelligent. you could have just taken, you didn't have to lug the two chairs down uh, three floors and whatever if you're just going to punch it at the back. <laughs> yeah, you could have done it there. put it on your, like. You got an F in calculus. Yeah, so I, I guess. You just uh, couldn't calculate that. that. <laughs> anyway, it's again, that's a different thing. like, this is so stupid. <laughs> like, it's meant to be this big dramatic moment of like, I'm going to do this. But yeah. it comes across so flat and silly to me yeah. that I'm just like, I. It doesn't matter, man. But he can do calculus in his head. That's true. He can do that. I don't think. He, I think he fast. was cheating. <laughs> the actually. movie tells me that he is. He's not that smart. No, I don't like. And there's nothing in the movie that tells me he's that smart. He said it at the beginning, and I'm thinking, okay, a movie you set up and you pay off. That makes sense. Yeah. There's nothing in this movie that pays off that he's a smart guy. Every decision no. he makes, he says he comes down from the penthouse and says, "We've got to get to higher ground." He's watching. He just gets told that the world is falling apart. He says, "I've got to get home." The 
subways are all messed up or whatever else. He looks at a boat and says, there's got to be medication on there. I'm with him on that. Turns out there was, but why must there be? Like A big boat like that, it's got a whole medi room, medical room. Maybe it's already been used. Yeah, no. no. Maybe people are on board, alive. And to further your point, stay or you'll die is because his dad... He got that information from his dad. Yeah. He's not coming up with that on his exactly. own. Exactly. So there's some the characters are a little brave. He's, sure. He's, got, he's courageous. I have to question his friends, though, too. I have to actually mention both of their friends. So Jason tells Jack at some point when they get to Manhattan, you should really think about, like, what if Sam didn't make it? Yeah. And then uh, previous to that, Jake's friend is like, I don't think your dad's coming. <laughs> and <laughs> little attitude bro <laughs> or not jake uh jake yeah Gyllenhaal's friend his is buddy, like yeah. yeah he's his buddy's like he's your dad's not gonna make it yeah no and Gyllenhaal's like he's gonna make it yeah he will but i'm thinking you got bad friends man like yeah. there's no like yeah we're gonna be okay you lie to people i mean this is the yeah. moment of like the most depressing I moments know. of their lives and you want to give them it's like uh, we watch uh, war movies rabisi that guy is dead, but nobody tells him, man, you're fucked. <laughs> exactly, right? They tell yeah. him, no, you're going to be fine. That's your liver. We're yeah. going to get you home. You're going to be okay. Well, the liver, you say. Yeah, you're <laughs> fucked for sure. Even I know that. <laughs> right? Like, so it just feels like these are bad characters. These are bad people. And, yeah. and nothing about their relationship has any merit or nothing. weight. So just uh, it all happens. It doesn't mean anything. So the fact I did enjoy that everybody died on their way to Brooklyn. Like, uh, you know, uh, that scene. Enjoyed that. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I just like that there was it's a consequence, sensitive, yeah. and they showed it because everything yeah. else that happens in the movie, it's it, nothing. There's no connective tissue to anything. Yeah. It happens in completely different parts of the world. Ian Holmes' yeah. characters completely isolated from the world. This Japan moment, yeah. completely isolated from the rest of the movie. The rest- L.A. movies or L.A. scenes, completely isolated from the rest of the movie. Like there's no sequence connecting them. Right. So here's something that they left the 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 yeah. museum. We knew it was a problem. We and knew. the president gets a, the motorcade didn't make it. The queen gets, the helicopters crashed. We don't get to see what, you know. So this is nice because you see, actually mm-hmm. get to see the ramifications yeah. of that choice. And they sort of slow push in on the cop. And the music I thought was okay in that moment. So I thought actually I liked the fact that they just happen upon this group of people that have died and obviously we knew they were going to die. So I liked, I liked that scene. I we liked knew it. everyone, everyone in this movie that died, we knew. Of they all were of the die. people that were dying, this is like the only time we get a real yeah. emotional through line because everything else happened so quick, it doesn't matter. Whereas these guys, we saw them, we recognized them and now they're, they're gone through their own thing. So th- I did like that and that, okay. that scene. Well, that's something. That's it something. is something. <laughs> uh, so what I did like is the, as I said, like the music around that scene, and I like the sort of music at the beginning of the movie. I didn't love it throughout the movie, but a couple moments, a couple cues, I kind of enjoyed. Did you have any thoughts on on soundtrack or uh, kind of kind of like I said, <laughs> rudely said Harrison Ford on a budget, <laughs> Hans Zimmer on a budget. <laughs> That's what I do. I did download some of it, so uh, there. Are, it's not bad, but it's yeah, it doesn't have the impact that it should for the content that's uh in it like i love again deep impact uh, a lot of emotional i don't quite remember what if what how much the music impacted me in that movie if it deeply it must have because it probably (laughs) deeply because i I cried it deeply impacted Uh, but armageddon definitely so yeah this one just didn't hit the mark for me Yeah, a couple of the cues 
I thought, again, I liked it around the people dying, uh, the, the sort of reveal that they were frozen in the tundra there. I thought that was a, a nice cue. I don't remember it, but I remember Death thinking, tune, yeah. this is kind of okay. And I, I thought the beginning... The beginning was okay. Title sequence, I thought yeah. this is okay, but everything but else it's in gotta the middle, get, it's got to get better from that. It's it got to amp up. It doesn't elevate because, like to your point, I think it doesn't connect the dots. It doesn't offer any extra emotionality, which is what the music in general can do to a movie. This wasn't Hans Zimmer, right? Yeah, it was not. Okay, it would that be funny if I said that? It's like, <laughs> well, that was me. That's right. Okay. Uh, it was not, but it at the beginning kind of gives you a sense of the scope of it. But throughout the movie, it didn't give me any sense of action or dread or excitement or anything like that. So I thought overall, a bit of a letdown. Speaking of letdowns, we get to the the culmination of the whole sort of movie. Yeah, the last 15 is, so. is Quaid and finding the museum. And that cheesy moment. with his, such a cheesy moment. It's my dad. Yeah, it's yeah. garbage. Yeah, Agreed. And obviously, again, we know that they're alive in there. I kind of had to question where the boat was as they showed that scene. So the way they showed the like in the early stages, it's like right in front of the museum. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, it's, like, well, it's supposed to be right here. I don't see it. It's just over the hill. So I had a little Almost moment. Right. I was like, that seems a little odd. But yeah. I, I just, again, felt no connection to it whatsoever, to that emotion. There's none of it. And then I didn't really feel much rem- emotion around the reveal that there were sort of other survivors up on the... You know, they send in all the, the helicopters. I, we talked about the political conversation that he has on the Weather Network about that. But sending the troops to New York to save people that are just on the tops of buildings. I had one thought, which was, you should have stayed in the goddamn penthouse with the with JD and the whole gang before going downstairs to say, we got to get to the high ground, all that nonsense. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, so, I, I mean, again, but I didn't feel any sense of wonder about it or anything. And I think, and this is really my last point on the movie. Take bring it home, Phil. Well, I have some I have a few others, but <laughs> this is my last point specific to the movie itself, I suppose, is the moment that we end the movie. The movie is called The Day After Tomorrow. Correct. What I would hope for when watching this movie is actually finding out what happens the day after tomorrow. Because yeah. As it is, the movie ends, and the whole... The weather clears up. <laughs> it clears up, which is sort of, I guess, an easy kind of, a very quick fix. Yeah. The uh, world uh, reports uh, it's getting warmer. But <laughs> the problem still persists. The fact that the population has just been decimated, and Mexico and other third world countries and so forth are still you know, dealing with the immigration and so forth. A lot of people were. So... There's a part of me that I recognize that it's not this movie, but I do think that, frankly, an interesting movie could come from what happens after an event like this. The fact that we just spent two hours and four minutes watching the event and feeling nothing emotionally Mm -hmm. tells me this is a bad movie. Mm -hmm. But the way it leaves us with some petty survivors, you know, maybe a thousand people in all of New York City still alive and and maybe, you know, throughout the rest of the. It's the what happens tomorrow that I'm actually interested in, and we don't get a, a, a minute of that. And I recognize that's not this movie, but I, I, as sure, it ended, yeah. I kind of thought, well, that's actually a movie I might find more interesting, mm-hmm. because I didn't find this movie interesting at all. That's my culmination. Did you like the way the movie ended? Like, kind no. Of, did it t- <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Did you like, find any connective tissue? I didn't like, hate did- it. Sure. But I think at that point, I'm like, oh, okay, I feel like it's over. And I'm feel I feel like it's not gonna give me anything. Yeah. And it didn't. Sure. Uh, like if you haven't felt it yet throughout the movie, this yeah, is probably not gonna exactly. get you there. So let's let's wrap it up. Okay, yeah. we got through it. 
okay, there's the the journey is over. It's come to an end. Yeah. It left me with it is what it is. Sure. Uh, what I wonder though, and again, I wish we were able to have a movie with with such great effects and uh, ambitious ideas and uh, like there's a place in Hollywood for this type of movie. Sure. Clearly. Yeah. But if we can marry it with uh, uh, more some weight, some gravitas, absolutely. Sure. We have, especially with the, with Netflix and everything today. I, I see, I see something in this. I see this being, uh, if it had all that, yeah, you having a, a sequel, hands down, easily, sure. and then and, and and seeing where it takes six us. part miniseries. So really, um, as I say, the last uh, fifteen or so, uh, I wasn't really surprised of what it left me with. Sure. Had it been. The effects are over. The storm is over. Uh, so it, it, it was disappointing, yeah. uh, to, to say the least, the ending. And I, I didn't really question the survivors. Probably, again, you have the, like, how do they survive? Yeah. Well, I mean, they could be burning stuff in Who there. Little, a lot of, back then, 2004, there's a lot of file cabinets, paper. Yeah. People still smoke in 2004. You got your Bix and your Scripto lighters. Sure. Yeah, they're okay. Sure. They're fine. You have a benefit of, if you're living in an apartment building, you've got thousands of apartments you can raid if you need or combine all your elements, right? Like yeah. everyone's got a, yeah. Um, whatever. I think you're right. But uh, that's it for me, Phil. I can sum up my 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 final thoughts. Please. Because uh, I think we've, we've come to an end. And this is one thing that I found actually, which probably sums it up for me as well. Somebody mentioned in one of those reviews is a bit half-baked. But I liked it. Ten stars. <laughs> Except for <laughs> ten the ten. ten. Yeah. Someone actually <laughs> said ten stars. So I, despite the fact that we had a conversation that was mostly negative, yeah. I would say uh, the 85%, and I d- didn't disagree with you because I don't. Uh, mm-hmm. I may have different uh, taste in movies, but unlike the people who are giving this 10 out of 10, yeah. I do recognize the faults of the character development, yeah. the plot holes, the st- things that just don't make sense, uh, the lack of emotionality and, and things like that. So I get it. And it's certainly not a 10 out of 10, but there is, again, like I said moments ago, there is a place for a movie like this. It, it's background. Uh, like we said, a movie, it, I've watched it a couple times and clearly there are people that like this movie, and it's not a bad watch. Like, watch it for what it is. Uh, I encourage everyone to. <laughs> I think for a movie to see the weather effects and being in Canada, mm-hmm. I got a soft spot for this one sure. for that for that reason. It's like alone. the ice storm in '98, you know, you really kind of connect to it. Yeah, exactly, and a good yeah. movie and the ice yeah, storm in the archives. Check it out. Uh, <laughs> got to do a quick plug there. Uh, so. Again, I, I don't mind the movie. I, I like it despite all, all the sort of for the things I don't like about it. Uh, I didn't mind the movie. So um, I got nothing else to add to that, sadly enough. <laughs> <laughs> if I do, I'll just uh, I'll edit it in later. Movie Perfect. was pretty good. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I, I there's always that yearning for this could have been better. Sure. So it does hamper the overall experience knowing that. And I think when I continue, if I watch it again, which I, I might, it's not going to be anytime soon. Yeah. That these, now that we're watching it with a, the eye of examination sure. as we do in our movies, it's probably going to sort of ruin the experience for me. But well, I still might find a, a charm to watching it every few years on sure. a cold minus 40 day here in <laughs> Ottawa. Yeah. Uh, Phil, tell me your final thoughts. Uh, and of course, um, what's coming at us next week. Well, I have to tell you, 
You don't I have to. Very, but... I must. Uh, I'm contracted, uh, legally <laughs> obligated. What I find interesting is for all the, as you say, all the negativity that we brought or I brought certainly to the watch uh, or sorry, to the conversation, I actually, the only complaint I had at the end of the f- first watch was this isn't a very good movie. It wasn't vitriolic. It wasn't anger or frustration or annoyance. It wasn't That's something. That's a win. It wasn't me. coming from a place of hate. Of hate <laughs> or even anger, as I say. It was just this isn't a very good movie. Mm-hmm. And I think that despite all the things we just said, it does have a bit of it's so silly and it's rewatchable. It's a little. It's a, it's in its simplicity. It's rewatchable. I suppose. Mm. I don't think I would ever rewatch it specifically, but it's one of those things where, again, the background perhaps it's sort of yeah. on. I can see the attraction. I, yeah, exactly. Maybe that's yeah. a better thing where I yeah. can I can appreciate how someone might just watch this in that brainless, mindless, yeah. check your brain at the door kind of mentality, which I don't approach movies with naturally. Yeah. So. It automatically is a bit of a struggle for me to yeah. get into that headspace. You can't you can't argue some of the effects were really yeah I thought very effective and that's what Roland on. Emmerich really does. I mean yeah. none of his movies are again I've only seen one but <laughs> <laughs> but I know enough of that ilk to know that it's not that's not the movies he's making and I think what part of my hit a problem with this one was that it felt like he was trying to go highbrow with this mm-hmm. that was mentioned a few times when I read some there some are better climate challenged movies i think that aren't going to be directed by this guy well the new one with leonardo dicaprio sure, which don't i have look not, up. i haven't watched it yet but that seems to be it's, obviously without the special effects but i haven't seen that movie either but it's definitely a very pointed take on the climate yeah. challenge and I, I i respect it enough for that it's got some decent pedigree but i haven't yet seen it but this movie i think just doesn't have it wants the weight of real storytelling but has none of the weight to get it there, it, it has a bad director and a bad cast. I should say a bad cast, but just material isn't there. So there's nothing to elevate it. As a result, the movie left me a little flat. I didn't hate it when I was watching it, but I was completely disengaged with it the whole time. So F, did you give it an F? Yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> it, it's it's it gave it an F like calculus, but uh, ten stars. So figure that out. <laughs> I don't know how the math works. Uh, um, but as for next week, you know, one of the things it occurred to me, I had a, a, another short list, as you know, and I'm going to pivot out of what I thought I was going to be ready for. And we're going to go, we're going to go to the Holland Tunnel uh, and we're going to go Daylight. Daylight. That's with Sly, right? With Sylvester Stallone. Okay. Uh, you trying to one-up me here? A little bit. We'll talk <laughs> about uh, why I picked that movie next week. But for this week, thanks for listening, folks. I, uh, we really appreciate it. And we would appreciate you sharing the podcast with any paleoclimatologists you may know, any calculus majors, or any uh, boring... <laughs> I left it to yourself on your yeah, own. Your, your boring uh, college student friends. Uh, <laughs> thank you uh, again. Follow us on the Facebook page, Off the Shelf with Phil and Dave. Uh, share the podcast, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. 